Why, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. How are you guys doing today? I'm all right. How are you? Good, good. I'm happy to be back in the United States, even though my background is still blindingly white. The I good guess, old US of A. Yeah, if I move, you can see some detail now, at least. The oh, land yeah, of yeah. freedom. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh. Fantastic. And it's cool. It's actually a, a pleasant temperature here. It's not sweltering. It's a bonus. No, now that you're back in the U.S., I might crash some of your Counter-Strike games again. Let's do it. Let's play some good old CS, where I, I don't have 180 ping every day. Yeah. <laughs> might actually be able to play well. Probably not. Um, what have you guys been up to this week? For this, this last week? couple weeks? Last like, few weeks. Taxes. It's it's tax season, so I've been busy putting in long hours. I guess for de-stress, I've been playing some Darkest Dungeon. It came out in its full capacity that's been fun maybe not the best de-stress game but uh <laughs> it's fun is and, it much better uh, now than it was i'm sorry is darkest dungeon a lot better now that it's released i only played like a year ago um the there's some new things like new additions to it that i like um one that i really enjoy is the monsters leave corpses so they don't automatically move up in the line when you kill them. They leave a corpse there. Yeah. And so you have to either get kill the corpse or you have to have an ability that clears them or pull or push an enemy up or down the line. Um, it makes kind of some strategic choices better. Um, and one thing I liked is your stress. If it reaches 100, you have your quirk. If it reaches 200, you have a heart attack and die. So stress <laughs> becomes like more uh, dangerous. I don't know, deadly. And uh, it, it, it matters more. I used to not care back in the first version. I was like, oh, great, quirks. I'll just go heal them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What about the rest of you guys? Uh, hell is programming. <laughs> I, any I further? No more statements on that <laughs> one? <laughs> no further comments. Can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... Uh... We don't work, and then in the last couple of days, the I don't know if anyone plays Heroes of the Storm, the new patch, uh, Rhaegar is like super OP now, so I've just been like slaying nerds. Nice. Rhaegar. Isn't Rhaegar a healer, though? Yeah, I'm on. I don't know, like, like <laughs> there's like a gif on the Heroes of the Storm subreddit at the moment with Illidan and Zeratul at level 20, and Rhaegar's 19, and they 2v1 and he kills both of them. Oh my god. Yeah. That sounds That's awesome. Rhaegar's pretty sweet right now. He's got like, you know the, the lightning shield? Mm-hmm. It gets a talent at 16, so that every time it hits, it does more damage if it keeps hitting the same target. So it like scales up to like five, four or 500 DPS like every time oh, it hits. God. That's awesome. That's some false stat ability right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've been doing that, not much else. What about you, Corny? Uh, <laughs> I like that I've become this character. Uh, uh, lots of lots of role playing. Um, actually, a couple. I completely forgot about this. A couple of weeks ago, I joined a Fallout pen and paper game, and it's really really fun if you like the Fallout universe at all. Uh, it's very enjoyable if you have a decent GM, and I have a fantastic GM. Describe so. that game a little bit. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, actually, I I think I tried running one a long time ago. I failed horribly. But this guy, he did it in a really cool way. He actually made it set. I think in like. Canada, but in that it's just a winter wasteland. It's actually called Winter Wasteland. Uh, and part of the game is survival, and part of the game is exploration and finding cool stuff. And 
it's been really awesome so far. Uh, we've only played like three sessions. My guy has already gotten his ear bit off by a cannibal. Uh, however, he's also found an anti-material rifle and other very cool guns. Uh, our party consists of myself, who is the uh, very uh, aloof security guard. We all came from a vault, by the way, which got destroyed by the Enclave, funnily enough. Um, we have me, who is the stupid security guard. We have the cannibalistic chef, which no one knows is cannibalistic. And then we have the doctor, because everyone needs a doctor. And then we have Gordon Freeman, who named his character Gordon Freeman for some reason. He's the mechanic. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's a great game. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we hop into game today? And we're going to start off today's session with Van Helsing, actually. So you're hanging out in your temple, your cathedral one day, when you get a summons to the head temple. Okay. So that's, um, I mean, that's pretty close by, right? Like, I'm in the yeah, it's, district. It's walking distance. This isn't a, too unusual of a thing. Uh, you get summoned all the time for this thing, for that thing. It's a little bit of an odd summon, odd time of day. It's not like someone wakes you up in the morning and says, can you stop by later today? This is more middle of the day. Uh, okay. One of the acolytes comes up and says, oh, uh, fa Father Hilsing, um, uh, the the high cleric could uh, uh, the, the high cleric requests your your presence, sir. Uh, all right, I'll put Frederick in charge and just head on over, I guess. Okay, you go over to the head temple, and there is Mother Elise and Father Owen. You don't see brother brother Loris anywhere around right now, but Mother Elise waves you over to the table where she's sitting next to Father Owen and says, "Ah, Vaughn, how are you doing this fine afternoon?" Just working hard. Good. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but a knight has died recently. Uh, um, perhaps I know him. What was his name? I did not write down his name. <laughs> um, he's a, a landed knight from Muckside. Which is the place where you actually were just at three weeks ago. Uh, with Spike and Violet. And okay, so that's where we traded the Was that not Burnshire? Uh, Burnshire. Somehow got the, the name got changed from Muxide. No, Burnshire is correct. Okay. Thank you. So was that where we um, was that where we actually wound up meeting Spike, or was that the... Yes, the that is a Spike. That is the, the town Spike lives in. Burnside. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the landed knight there has passed away. Um, none of us here in town knew him, but we were informed that you had a relationship with him? He passed away? Yes. Quite tragic. How long has it been since our last... Uh... Been three weeks, roughly. Okay. So I imagine it's probably... It happened like a few days ago since word had like traveled. Uh, you could ask them. Okay. Do you do you know when he died? Yesterday, it seems. His wife found him in the morning. Uh, word was dispatched, but only got here last night, and I only learned of it this morning. The Baroness has asked one of us clerics to oversee his funeral, as he was a landed knight. A person of note deserves a proper burial. Um... 
and we were wondered if you wanted to do the rites as you knew him. Perhaps I should. Could you give me details of his death? I I was in Burnshire not long ago. The night there seemed seemed a healthy man. Yes, he taken quite quickly, perhaps a fever or an illness. His wife said he seemed healthy one day and the next he was weak. The day after that he was almost gone and he died sometime the next morning. Uh, I think Van is like visibly kind of disturbed by this when he's kind of hearing this news and he offers, he says, of, of course I, I will travel to Burnshire and speak at his funeral if it is requested of me. I believe he would like that. Thank you. Um, his body has not been embalmed, so if you could make it out there today or tomorrow at the latest, that would be most appreciated. Very well. We will have someone uh, oversee your duties. Do not worry about that. And then I just, uh, I get the rest of the party. Like, I, I immediately go to start finding people. I probably start with Corny since I know where he, it's easy to find him. Mm-hmm. All right. You swing by and find Corny at the half pint. He is, uh, I don't know, Corny, what are you doing? Oh, actually, hold on, before mm-hmm. we go any further, let's talk about gnomes a little bit here. We know gnomes rhyme, and they're always rhyming, and that's their thing. And before, it wasn't very well figured out why, it was just part of them. But I spent a little bit more time thinking about gnomes, and this is the reason why gnomes rhyme. It's a sign of intelligence, wit, ability, and kind of general politeness. Think about it as, it's like the proper way of speaking. If you can speak properly and eloquently, you are considered intelligent and model citizen. But if you're talking like you're down fucking the, from the docks and you're spitting and cursing and your words aren't all the way there and you kind of got a weird pronunciation, you just sound like a lock jack. But the, the rhyming is an elegant and refined sort of way. So if you may be trying to piss someone off or trying to be rude to someone you might intentionally not rhyme or if your rhymes break apart from time to time well you're maybe not the most eloquently spoken person of all Um, and of course you would understand that these lesser races don't have the (laughs) intellect to even handle this rhyming thing so you don't hold it against them or gnomes generally don't hold it against the the less intelligent people of the world it's it's beneath them to be able to you know, they're just not quite elevated to the same level as you folk. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So that's a little bit more depth on r- gnome rhyming. Uh, like please that. continue. Yeah. So I would probably, depending on what time of day it is, I would either be brewing or helping serve people. Um, actually, I'd probably be brewing most of the time because that's what I do here. Uh, just when my friends come over, I serve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So I, I assume I'm just kind of like walking into the tavern. Yeah. Okay. I um like I find Corny and I kind of you know sit him down at a table whenever he has a chance to just kind of yeah. take a minute and I I tell him about the night passing and I meant like I I kind of trust Corny on this one because he's one of the other people who helped pay for that kid like to get that kid out of that house. So I I kind of trust him on this, but um. I I just kind of mentioned that the night passed away and that I suspect foul play was involved. Because the knight was pretty young, right? Like, he wasn't old. 30s, maybe early 40s. So not like, you know, I'm going to immediately... Heal over. So I kind of mentioned that I suspect foul play was involved, given the timing. 
Okay. Uh, and you you just you tell me all this. Yeah, I, I just relate all, all the right. information to you. <clears throat> all right. Yeah, I, I look rather flabbergasted. And uh, hmm, what an interesting event this is. Uh did we not talk to this wife of his? I don't believe so. I don't recall meeting her. Hmm. Perhaps the perhaps this information would give. Um, maybe we should go to where they live? Yes, I was given leave by the temple to travel to Burnshire. They wanted me to speak at his funeral. Ah, well, perhaps we ought to leave. Uh, not let them keep on going and bereaving. Indeed. We should make haste. They asked me to leave within... They asked me to leave as soon as possible. Grand. Uh, one moment is all I ask, and then I shall take you to task. Yeah, I jump off the seat and go and get my dad and try to get permission to go again. Yeah, you've been doing great. Beer's been coming along just fine. Why don't you take some time, go with your friends, and here, have a skin of wine. Hi, thank you, Father. Thank you much. Uh, trust me, this shall not be a crutch. Off you go, lad. Also, I, I make sure to get another wineskin. I take that wineskin, definitely, but I also get another wineskin and fill it, like, topped up with my own wine, my own ale. Make sure I have enough to give to people. Right. And I go up and meet Kelsing again. Okay, so I guess we just have to, like, track down Malachi and uh, <laughs> Croak. I mean, I assume Croak, because Croak doesn't really do anything around town. He's, like... He might even be just in a different part of the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to be... In one of the poorer bars, kind of oh. down by the docks. Yeah, there's only six bars in town, I think, so it's a pretty quick thing to rally everyone. I think the, the catch is down by the docks. Sounds good. Okay, so then we get everyone together, and I assume everybody can like leave town and just go straight for Burnshire? Sure. Well, well now hold on, Van. Now... I appreciate you coming down and and helping my family out, but I want to, before I, we agree to go on this, I, I want to be clear, this is a dangerous journey. You remember those giant beasts that wanted to make some croak soup? Like that, I don't want to run into that again. What, why exactly we need we go? I wouldn't be so scared of those beasts. Your professional tendon stabbing nearly flattened one of them on its own. Well, well, I do what I can. I must admit, though, I think it all would have gone to hell without those uh, amazing grass skills. You could have a green thumb, Mr. Helsing. But uh, look, I owe you a favor because you uh, came and you helped my family and, and did a marvelous job doing so. So I will go with you, but I, I'm truly trepidatious about this journey. Well, if it's of any interest to you, his wife would be of noble class. And nobles are often very thankful when you do work for them. If we found that Spike was involved. You think she would provide a reward? If we proved Spike was in some way involved with this, which at the moment I believe he was. Well, do you remember those dogs and crossbows and men? I don't think it's necessarily the four of us' place to try and defeat a man like that especially if he has already killed off a nobleman I, I don't i do not suggest 
going in there and starting a fight with him. I suggest investigating, seeing if we can find evidence to link him to it. If we can prove he was involved, then we will have men to aid us. There is law within Burnshire. I believe the law is dead. He, he died of an illness or a stroke or a fever. Yet he had a household guard. If we can prove it, we may be able to get men from uh, the main town to come and assist us. Yeah. But, uh, or uh, what, what town was it that had that... Uh, oh, God, who was night? the Knight in Croaks? Yeah, who was the Knight in Croaks hometown? I do not remember her name. Croaks, do you remember your hometown's name? I know the hometown's name is Gadadin. Gadadin. Okay. Uh, well, you look for it. I'll just go. Sir Placeholder would likely offer us assistance if we, if we were to prove, if we could prove that this man was legally involved. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. If we, if he finds out that we're investigating him and he was responsible for the knight's death, I don't imagine he'd be uh, look favorably upon it. I, I would also imagine. A family with as much power as he has in that town is going to be mighty suspicious of the four of us returning after we already went there armed and negotiated for the uh, purchase of his uh, newborn son. I just don't see this being an easy task. Now, as I said, I do owe you a favor, and I could uh, go there without any uh, recompense this one time, but I want you to be aware this is a trepidatious journey, and I, I, I fear that we may be stepping into more than we can handle. Croak, what is it that you are suggesting? We leave this town open to molesting? It's not a good ideology to have, sir. Well... What I am suggesting is to let the proper authorities handle it. We just simply are not equipped to handle these types of situations. I believe that's late. what the nobility is for. Look at Tyrus and all his soldiers here in town. You telling me some of them can't take care of this matter? Why, Heelsing, he's the closest thing we have to authority. I'd bet my life on that with a jar of my own pee. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Just look away. <laughs> Just Benshire is hardly our responsibility. Hardly our responsibility, but we do stand... I, I was asked by the temple to go there and oversee this funeral. I, I I do need to travel there, and I would appreciate having companions to travel the road with. Alright. If it turns We're... out we have work that we can do in, in Burnshire, we can find justice for the night, and hopefully find recompense for Croak here. Well, I, I do owe you this, and you are a friend of mine, so I will join you. I just wanted my, my fears known and, and spoken aloud. We should undertake this very cautiously. I agree. In fact, I would suggest bringing your own rations for the journey. The less we eat in town, the safer we are. The night fell ill very quickly, very suddenly. It's possible poison was involved. This is a grand idea. I like snap my fingers at the, the barkeep. I'm like, I'm gonna need like four bowls of these to go. <laughs> um, there's not much in the way of to-go food here, <laughs> but they they bring you over some some fried chicken. Um, Excellent. And you can stash where, it in your backpack or something. Where would I go to buy iron rations? There is a general store in town. Right. And how much is it for a week's worth? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a monstrous manual. Uh, I do have seven days already, but 
I mean... Well, it's less than a week out. It's, what, a yeah. day away at most? I don't think I'd be in there for a full week. Plus, we can, like, eat in that one town that we, like, crossed through to get to Burnshire. Right. Yeah, you I, don't I, necessarily have to go through Gadadin to get there. We just went there because you wanted to talk uh, with my family first. Mm -hmm. We could just go straight to Burnshire. Yeah. How I seem to remember you wanting to avoid it, Croak. I, I would not like to go back home, no. I, it is not a pleasant place. At all. I would, I would agree. Uh, Very well. It is about 10 or 11 miles to get to Burnshire if you cut through the forest. If you follow the road, it's probably closer to 12 miles. Uh, probably closer to 13 miles, actually. But it's a lot safer of a journey and a lot faster of a journey since you're traveling on road and not kind of up and down and round and through bushes and shit. Okay. So that's like to the road. Yeah, it would be half a day there, half a day back. You got a gnome with you, so maybe three quarters of a day in each way. Alright, I guess I don't need to get more ration. I mean, I do have a week's worth, so it's, yeah. I should probably cut it. Okay. As you guys are... Um, it's like, is it still early in the day? Like, early enough to get there before nightfall? Or should we wait until tomorrow morning? If you took off now, you would be getting there a little bit after the sun sets. I kind of look for opinions on that I one. I think if we if we set off now, then I can take um, damaging spells for the road, and then perhaps take more subtle spells for the negotiations the next day. That might be a very good idea. Um, let's see. I need to actually That seems a fine plan. I, I would be I would be okay with this. I would want to make sure we are as careful as possible during the night. I would hate to be tied up and put in a stew. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so you take off now? Yes. Uh, yeah. Alright. You guys journey. Um, it is a pleasant walk along the road. You do not come across any strange wolves, although there have been some reports of wolves in the area. A few more than usual. The, the issue with the Bullywogs has been declining quite a bit. Uh, they're still around and still problematic, but there have been no more raids on towns or anything like that. Um, and while we are on the road, why don't we take a look at this wonderful new Malachi artwork. All of you uh, wondering who Malachi is and what he looks like. Well, here's one more piece to that puzzle. Do you have anything you'd like to say about your your beautiful drawing? Uh, just thanks a lot to Zonalar. I think it looks great. Yeah. It's like it took him a lot of a lot of time, and I really appreciate it. It's awesome. It's yeah. great work. What does the carving on your staff say? But you know, I haven't had a chance to work that out. Apparently, the clue lies in the player's handbook. Ooh. Is that actually... That's Zonalar's writing, then? It's not something yeah, you told yeah, him that's, to write? Yeah, that's not... I did not tell him to write that. Hmm. All right. Cool. Anyway, uh, the party is continuing and walking through the forest on their way to Burnshire. It takes you the better part of the day. And eventually, you arrive a little bit past sundown. You make your way to the to the town by the beacon of light on the keep, on the slight hill in town. And you arrive at the <laughs> gate. There is a guard on duty. Two guards on duty. There are a couple of torches stuck in sconces up around the wall. 
They give you a, a bit of a look and then see Van Helsing and go, Oh, uh, you must be the cleric they sent from Shirebrook. Uh, yes, I am. Fantastic. Um, you're here to perform the rites on our dearly departed lord? Yes, what was his... Uh, I'm asking you like as a, a GM, not, I'm not asking him. What was his name again? I have no idea. <laughs> I just got back into town like yesterday and haven't had a chance to review the notes from last session. Uh, does anyone else remember? No. No. Uh, something. Is there something? Yeah. I don't know. We could just make something up, I guess. All right. His new temporary name is... Uh, Sir Rossick. Okay, Sir Rossick. Sir Edgar. That, that sounds, sounds right. Sir Edgar, yeah. yeah. Edgar. Sir Edgar sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, I just kind of mentioned... Uh, yes, I am. Could you... Uh, it, it's been a long journey, friends. Would it be possible for us to take shelter in Sir Edgar's estate as we once did? Of course. His wife would have no other means of it. Please, come in. Thank you. And yeah, I guess we just kind of go in. All right. You guys help on in. They lead you to your rooms for the night. There's actually not a lot of space. Uh, some of you are going to have to sleep on a couch or share some a bed, uh, which is not too unusual in this day and age. If you had a lot of siblings, you probably grew up sleeping or sharing a bed with all of your siblings. Space is kind of limited and people aren't very wealthy. So it's a, it's a normal thing. Uh, and the night passes fairly uneventfully. The next morning, uh, when, wait. When we get there, can we? Can I like talk to? Oh, of course. Wife? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, whenever I have a chance, just kind of talk to her one on one. I kind of ask for the details of her husband's death. Francine, dressed all in black with the veil down, goes. He was uh, always such a strong man, but four days ago he took ill became violently ill. He, he weakened rather quickly. Um, and then he just faded into a, an empty shell of a man and died. It was very fast. Three days and gone. And it happened very suddenly. Yes, yes. My lady, I would hate to step out of turn, but have you possibly suspected foul play involved in this? It, of course, uh, it's been suspected. But our cooks here are loyal people. Um, they they loved the family a long time, and I I can't imagine anyone in the estate would do such a thing. And we've had very few visitors. He was healthy as a horse. There's no way someone could have. And the only way to do it would be through magic or through poison, and. We've had no wizards coming through town, aside from, of course, you. She points to Malachi. Um, and we've always eaten here. Uh, had... Yes. We, so th this, I don't know. I don't know if this matter or not. But when you cast, like, you can cast cause disease on somebody, right? As a cleric. Uh, yes, you can if you have the would right that... schools. Yeah. If somebody cast detect magic, would they notice that you had cast that spell? Like would would there? It is a magical proof? disease. It okay. would show up as such. After you're okay. dead, though, maybe not. Oh, okay. It's pretty fast acting. 
for a yeah. little while. I don't think I don't think the clerics cause disease works that fast, anyways. No. Um, I I think I kind of ask, like I I can ask if it's okay if I can sort of talk to some of the cooks and because I I want to be very yeah. sure. Like I, I just kind of sure. Like I just I just want to be very sure. I I want to make sure that we pursue all possible leads. Uh, Sir Edgar was a great man, and I would hate for any potential miscreant who would do this to him to go unpunished. You may, but I, I, I do not suspect foul play myself, so do not drag this out. Let my husband die with some dignity. Very well. If I do not find anything soon, I will forgo the investigation and simply perform the rites at the funeral. As we uh, walk off, I lean into the group and I say, call me a conspiracy theorist. This is the second noble person to be afflicted under strange circumstances. Maybe our friend Venlin is around. Well, he was supposedly have left town um, via the wave skipper. No, didn't it, he arrive on the wave skipper? This is true. Maybe we should have a chat with the dock master again. Like I say, it's probably nothing worth bearing in mind yeah i um i think van wants to go to the kitchens and i think he asked uh malachi to go with him because yeah. malachi's got a like malachi's a pretty smart guy and i think he kind of wants his um the smartest wants, yeah yep. and he wants his investigative insight van heel has got all those street smarts but he needs a guy with book smarts all right cool to the kitchens all right you find well at this hour of night the cook's already gone home but you can have the cook summoned if you want, and they can meet you. Uh, the I, I'd rather just talk to him tomorrow before the funeral okay. happens. Cool. So we'll just skip to the next morning. Okay. Um, the funeral is scheduled for late that morning, so you have time to do everything and then head home. Okay. Uh, and the cook arrives, has food waiting for you guys, and when you wake up, you are free to chat with her as you please. Okay. Um, I kind of like I make sure Malachi's with me because I'm I'm kind of hoping that he can pull a miracle out of his ass if things don't go well. Yeah. Like if, we're, if we're suspecting something, but it doesn't look like we're going to get information, I'm hoping that he can pull something out. I'm with you. Trying to look uh, menacing, slightly. <laughs> okay. Not I, in a physical I, way, but in a... Yeah. I kind of pick up on it. And I'm like, oh, and I kind of don the good cop persona. And uh, I just kind of say, uh, uh, this is a bit of an awkward subject to broach, but I would... I, I would like to speak to you about Sir Edgar's death, if you would uh, not mind. She leans back. She's got kind of a big belly and tree trunk-like legs, thick arms, greasy hair that's pulled back in a, a ponytail behind her. Puts her hands on her belly and says, Well, it's such a terrible thing to see Lord Edgar dead. Sir Edgar dead. We, we always referred to him as Lord, even though he wasn't. Such a good man. I um. I, I simply want to ask if you've seen it, if you had seen anything strange, in the time leading up to his death. It, but before he became violently ill, it's. I know it's a long shot, but it's possible foul play was involved. I I imagine he made an enemy of that foul man Spike, when oh. he aided us in our. Yeah, Spike was, still is quite the. Quite the devil. I don't know where he's going to go now. Oh, luckily, I, I won't be going with him. Heading heading to the east, live with my brother. 
Um, right. Um, did, did you perhaps have any visitors to the kitchen or to your home <clears throat> in the last few days? You may not remember, search your mind. Stops and looks long and hard and goes, No, no, just just the other servants. Um, the other servants. Lord Twin Tower came to visit last week, but that's, that's the only unusual visitor we've had. Lord Twin Tower? What did he mm -hmm. want to know? I don't know. I'm just a lowly cook and not privy to that sort of information. He didn't visit you personally, then? Oh, no, 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 no. He he had business with Lord Sir Edgar. Hmm. This is... I, I just kind of give Malachi a look, but I guess I don't say anything to that. But, um... Hmm. Perhaps we should speak to yeah, I, his I, wife regarding Lord Twintar. Yeah, I kind of just asked the cook... If you remember anything, if you have a moment where you remember seeing something out of place, seeing something odd, uh, do not hesitate to speak to me. Of course, of course. Uh... <sighs> I'm going to miss this place, she says, kind of rubbing the counters fondly before turning back to her work and continuing with food. Yeah, I just kind of like give her sort of a reassuring pat on the shoulder and a smile before walking out of the room. As I walk out, I turn around and I say... Why is it again that you'll leave it? Oh, well, the land's being broken up. It's to be inherited. Um, some new lord is taking over, and they're uh, disbanding the village. The whole village is being split up. Hmm. Uh, do you Thank know you. who they're splitting it up among? No, no, what one... I'm sorry, I misspoke. What one man is taking over, or one lord is taking over, uh, most of the people here are bound to the lord on the land, but now that the village is being disbanded, we all have to go find new villages. I see. Who's this new lord that is going to be taking over? I don't know. Perhaps we should speak to Sarago's wife. Agreed. I just kind of... I, I think we just go speak to her. Okay. As we're walking back, I say seems now we've got two people with motive. Indeed. I'm interested to see what is... I, I'm interested to see what was involved with Lord Twin Tower. I don't know why a man said... To come out personally, too. The road is dangerous to travel. Yes. Although I'm sure Lord Twin Tower would be safe enough. Indeed, but... I mean, you, you understand my meaning. There's something strange about that. We need to distinguish whether he was an ally of Sir Edgar, or an ally of the new lord. I'm sure his visitation was political in motivation. Most likely. Let us go talk to her. Okay. You find her, she's... Um, well, she's still preparing for the funeral, which is coming up pretty soon. Um, she's upstairs, kind of getting dressed by her lady's maid and whatnot. I kind of st I let well, take the lead and I stay a few steps behind um, hold on. While you guys are doing that, let's flip over to Cork and Corny for a moment. What are you guys doing? I want to go find Spike. <sighs> on your make own? Sure Croak doesn't get himself killed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Doing. We're with Corny. The two of you head off, and you find Spike's house down in the village. <sighs> it's the easiest one to find. It's the big one. Easy. Um, is there like a... 
there's no one out and about, right? So I just rap on the door. Uh, yeah, there's an old hound dog lying on the porch. He gives you like a lazy look and goes back to doing his thing. Eventually, someone comes down and opens the door. Uh, they look a little familiar, but you can't quite place them. Probably one of the guys you saw here last time. I say, hello. Uh, my name is Croak, uh, Croak the First. Uh, I would like to have a little chat with the uh, Lord of the Manor here. I believe he goes by Spike. He may Spike! remember. Shouts. You hear some footsteps on the the, roof, the ceiling. Probably someone on the floor above you. And soon enough, Spike comes down the staircase right in front of you. Looks over the banister, spots you, and goes, Well, if it ain't the people who bought my baby. Yes, well, uh, that was a, a, an unfortunate uh, circumstance. I hope you are happy with the uh, purchase price and have put it to good use. Um, we're actually here because the uh, the lord of the, the estate over here, the Mr. Edgar, seems to have passed away. And I wanted to have a little chat with you. Seems there may be a power vacuum here. And uh, I see you're doing awful well for yourself. And I hear that uh, there may be some disbanding of the village. And that just doesn't seem right. I well, think you need to have a talk. I certainly have no problems with it. Means I can really? uh, pick up and move over to Gadot and get to be paid for my baby and still see him too. I think this is a win-win for old Spikey. Is it that easy? Pick up and leave all that you've built here behind and just move somewhere else? Is it going to be the same? You're going to have the same influence, same wealth, same power? Well, of course not, but it'll be Why a new challenge. Get to start from the ground the up. Hmm? I'm sorry, what'd you say, Neil? I uh, get to start from the ground up. New challenge, new adventure. Well, I appreciate a hard-working man that is willing to start from the ground up, but it seems here you've already built yourself a little bit, and that, as I said in the beginning of here, there's a bit of a, a void in the power structure. You might find new challenges and new uh, things to hold your time just by stepping up a little rank. I would like to hear what you have to say. Come on in, Croak, and bring on your little friend, too. I Excellent. like the way your little friend works. And he'll say, I'm going to murder you, Croak. He motions you over to the table and asks the woman who opened the door to get you... I'm sorry, the man who opened the door to pour you guys all some tea. Um, you're well, sitting around the table now. The way I see things, the untimely demise of your uh, night landed night here just opens the door for uh, you to step in and kind of take his place. Now I know that there's going to be some kind of rearranging in power and I've heard little birdies speaking about perhaps disbanding this here village but I don't see any reason why you can't just enforce that uh, everyone has to stay and uh, work for you. And uh, you have the men, and you have the means, and you have the money. All you need to do is figure out who this new knight is, and perhaps take him out of the picture a little bit. Mm. Uh, you and I aren't all that different. 
I originally planned on staying here and well the people look to me as a natural sort of leader anyway I thought things of course might they be do. going they nicely the changing of the old guard however this new lord this Mr. Two Towers or Double Bucket or whatever his name is he uh says he doesn't want any of us. He says he's returning the village to the land. And we are all not simply released from our bonds to Sir Edgar, but we are actively being kicked out. Not without some compensation. So, a generous man, this double-stuffed rock or whatever. So the man who visited here a week back or so, he's the one that's now in charge? I think that's how it goes. Mm, interesting. But you know, rumors are rumors. Love to be and a fly on the wall in the room at the time, but... Tell me, what's to stop you from reinvesting his fine uh, contribution to you into keeping everybody here? Do you have a plan? Well, the way I see it, he's going to have to come here himself, or at least on the road. And uh, you and I could probably find a way to prevent him from returning. That's the only way he's going to have of stopping you from staying here. It would be terrible if uh, some bandits assaulted him on the road. His body ripped apart by wolves. Awful shame. Now, here's, here's where the, the real interesting part is. Um, you see, I already have a small relationship with this Lord Twin Tower. Seems his wife was quite disfigured. And there is a real possibility that uh, I could lead him down the road uh, and uh, get on his uh, good side. And when you Let's say, get your men together to ambush him. We could make right quick work of him. I smile, kind of let my, my broadsword kind of shimmer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like the way you think, old croak. Now... But I did not come to this respected position in town uh, half-baking my cakes. If you already have a working relationship with this man, perhaps you ought to find out when he is visiting next and how many men he brings with him. If he travels alone, if he has a full bodyguard. Some information might be nice before we make the dough. Hmm. Get the recipe right. I I could do that. What I was hoping to do was to return to town and uh, let him know that uh, this was just clearly a uh, case of his orders not being followed and that he he would need to return to uh, set things straight. There was confusion and uh, unrest among the town, seeing as they were so quickly displaced. And that uh, it seems the... uh, Oh, who is your rival here in town, Mr. Spike? No one. 
Well, it seems that the Lady Frances, I guess, is disturbed that she has to displace so many of her uh Oh, she's leaving too. And uh, he needs to come have a talk with her. And I could bring him forthwith to straighten things out. Hopefully with the as quickly as possible so he cannot muster a force. Yes. If you let him... Perhaps if he believes that lady such as herself is having an issue, he won't bring so many men. You tell him the town, the village, is having an uprising or problem, he might bring some brutes along. You'd never suspect a lady of plotting against him. Exactly. The, the poor lady's just distraught and bereaved, and she needs a little bit of uh, just talking to. She needs to straighten things out. Nods. Well... I like the way you think. Why don't you figure out what you can and send word for me? I know my letters. Hmm. What do you think there, he says, looking huh? at Corny very suspiciously. You haven't spoken up one pipe. Of course, you uh, agree with our plan here. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, we all why, stand why, to gain quite a fortune. Why, 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 would, why would I not want to help with this remorse? Uh, yes. Because you're very quiet. Yes, we, we gnomes, you know, we're, we're a quiet sort. But uh, in this kind of endeavor, we're, we're all good sports. Uh-huh. He looks at Croak. You see, Spike, I pay him to be quiet. His job is to make sure my back is not uh, turned into a pincushion. You see, he may not look like much, much like myself, but small, uh, large explosions come in small packages, so I've heard. And this man is quite deaf with a bow. Oh, he's right, you know. Yes. Still, see, I'd like to hear what you think. The two of us, the better. Well, I believe your heart's in the right place, Mr. Croak. But what was your name again, little fella? Corny. Corny. I like the name. Corny, what... How do you think we ought to deal with the issue at hand? We, we, uh, we, well, uh, um, you see, uh, I think diplomatic solution might be the best, but uh, you people are the experts here. Uh, I, I, I would not hope to molest your ideas. He's uh, not paid to think. I do the thinking, he does the bow shooting. Uh-huh. I just want to make sure that we're dealing with good and loyal folk. Some might call our patriotic demand, uh, desires to keep our town thriving something as low and villainous as sedition that certainly would not do oh of course not we are n nothing but patriots of this here town you know i once had an associate of mine who well he got his head all turned around and he thought one of our perfectly legitimate business enterprises was a little bit something and he gone on told that 
damn fool of a sheriff about our plans. Well, that caused a, quite a pickle for us. We we ended up having to lose a few barrels of some very fine dwarven whiskey. Something about the proper import taxes not having been paid or or something like that. It was a damn shame, you know, a man like that. Your head gets turned around and one day you find yourself wandering in the woods late at night and getting ripped apart by wolves. Poor boy, he got so confused, he just walked into a pack of wolves. Well, it's high time, I think, that Mr. Twin Tower walks into a similar pack. Yes. Let's just make sure that Corny here doesn't get confused. No, I'll be okay. Good, good. I like to think that. Now, uh, why don't you all run along and we'll see you at the funeral. Uh, and give your... Well, if you have any regards for your cousin, I'll be seeing her right soon, one way or the another. Alrighty. Cool. So right. let's flip back to Malachi and Van Helsing, who are knocking on Lady Francine's door. Yes. Um, oh, Jesus. She lets you guys in, or one of her lady maids lets you guys in. Uh, it is very still and quiet in her room. You can hear a little bit of chatter from downstairs, and there's a gentle breeze outside, but the windows are shut, so you can just barely make out the creaks of the trees. She's dressed all in black. Um, her infant son is beside her. She's sitting on the edge of her bed, looking at you. And says, uh, yes, gentlemen, is there something you need before, before we begin? Uh, yes. I wanted to ask you about Lord Twin Tower. I was told he came to visit last week. He did. Uh, could you tell me about that? Do you know why he why he came? You know, Edgar said that the two of them two of them had some business they, they had known each other for many many years um, my husband my late husband squired for one of sir twin towers cousins um, they had a, a working relationship going back well since my late husband was quite young um, i i was out of town I didn't hear too much about the meeting. Sir Edgar was sometimes a bit of a closed-off man. You you know knights, they all war, no heart. Well, not no heart, but they like to play things close to the chest. If I asked about the meeting, and he said it went well. They, they chatted a little bit about old times and about new times and... Um, it didn't sound like it was anything other than a, a pleasant meeting of old friends. Is um is she attractive, Neil, Lady Francine? Yeah, um, she's a she's a good looking woman, and actually, Lady... she's not technically a noble either. Okay. Yeah. Miss Francine, uh, were you and Sir Twin Tower much acquainted personally? Ours was an arranged marriage. But after being married to a man oh. for 
10, 15 years, you, you get to know him. I misspoke. I do not mean Sir Edgar. Uh, do you know Lord Twintower? Oh, my mistake. Um, no. We, we've met on the occasion, but we've dined with each other a few dozen times. But I, I know his wife a little better. Do you know of her recent troubles? I have heard the rumors, although I do not think the gods would strike someone down for simple blasphemy. Seems a little unusual. I've heard people in the village say far worse things. The Those responsible were caught and punished for their actions. It was not the work of the gods. It was the work of man. <clears throat> oh, I see. We heard that... um with your husband's untimely death, the village may be disbanded and the residents leaving. Yes, Lord Twin Towers himself has taken over the land here. And what do you propose to do? I'm going to live with family. In Shybrook? No, no, uh, another village near the border of the Ashlands. It's where I'm from. Uh, okay. I'll be staying with my father. Um... You know, even if he wasn't disbanding the village, that would be my only course. The land falls to him, and I think he... I don't know why he's doing it. I'm sure he has his reasons. He's a very knowledgeable and good man. Uh, and when uh, Sir Twin Tower visited, you said you were away. Where mm -hmm. were you? Where did you go? She looks at you a few seconds before answering, almost as if she's, as if she's looking at you like, "What are you trying to get at here?" Um, with a little bit of suspicion. She says, "I was with family, the very same family I will have to visit again so soon. Unfortunately, they are unable to make the funeral today." Alas, must be a dangerous journey. It would have been good for you to have company on the road back. Well, my. Late husband's men-at-arms have offered to escort me home before disbanding themselves and returning to wherever they go. Well, I give my condolences. I'll, I'll see you at the funeral, and I um, turn and leave. Okay. I, uh, I walk out with Malachi, and I kind of say, I feel like we're running into a dead end here. Could you speak up, Sean? Oh, yeah, sorry. I was too far away from the mic. I kind of turn to Malachi and say, I feel like we're investigating into a dead end here. Hmm. She's a lot more uh, attractive than Lord Twintower's current wife. I mean, she's going to be leaving the village very soon. Yeah. Seems awfully suspicious to me. She leaves, Twintower turns up. Sir Edgar dies, Twintower inherits the land. Are you suggesting... And he just kind of like pauses there and just kind of stands for a second. I'm just throwing out the ideas out there, Van. It doesn't the cook help our investigation to, to ignore things. The cook didn't seem to know a thing, and if the cook didn't know anything, the easiest way to get poison to a man would be through his wife. Through his wife, or if you're having dinner with him personally, when he takes a break to the privy. Seems like ample opportunity to poison someone. A private dinner, the two of them. Yeah, you see like uncertainty going through Van's face. 
like this this moment where it's like the most solid lead that he's had, but he's also not confident that it's the right lead. Doesn't it seem strange that Francine wouldn't suspect it herself? She did suspect it. She said she personally didn't believe it, but it had been suspected. That said, no, not not Spike, but the Twin Tower. I'm sorry. Did she comment on whether she suspected Sir Twin Tower? To be the one taking... Oh, as as the murderer, no. I mean, it seems the most obvious um, place to lay blame. It seems strange that she wouldn't even mention it. That's true. He needs a new wife. She needs a new husband. I Just mean, uh, keep it in mind. Let's head to the funeral and uh, see if we can find Croak. Of course. Corny. It's an interesting thought, but it's nothing to act on at the moment. I agree. It doesn't do us good to make false accusations. No. Only we, The only thing we stand to gain from it is the loss of our heads, so perhaps we should keep this between us for now. I look around over my shoulders. Perhaps you're right. Okay. Um, a few hours later, cards. everyone gathers for the funeral. It proceeds well. Uh, there's no checks to be made. Is, is there anything any of you would like to say specifically in character over the body as it's lowered into the ground? Um, I, I don't have anything specifically. I just think all Van Heel sings. Um, like, it, I know he's just doing rights, but if he has, if he's ever asked to speak, I think he just says a few words about uh, the honor of Zeregard and how he kind of intervened in a matter that he didn't have to to help uh, secure kind of a peaceful resolution to a rather heated conflict. Okay. I keep my eyes on Lady Francine and Spike. And uh, I assume the Twin Tower hasn't turned up for the funeral. No. How does uh, Francine take it? Is she in fits of tears? She is doing a good job of holding it back. Uh, her veil covers her face as well, which kind of makes it hard to see what's going on, but she's definitely not doubled over or audibly wailing. Um, if you're standing close to her, you can hear her sniffling and some choked up noises coming out of her. I check the crowd, like, how is the rest of the, the crowd? Is there anyone else who seems to be particularly moved by his death? Everyone seems to be pretty upset. No one else is... I mean, it, it seems like a very standard funeral. You've got some folks who are kind of, well, that's a shame. you got some other people who are clearly closer to him that are just completely ruined and slouched and vacant eyes. you got some kids who are shifting uncomfortably on their feet, not really sure what's going on, and a baby crying over here, and, you know, it's a funeral. Nothing looks out who, of place. Who is um, leading the, the funeral, apart from Van? Like, is there a, a gravekeeper or something like that? Uh, the his men at arms are the ones who are lowering him into his grave, and the actual grave itself has been dug by. There's no gravekeeper in town, so it would just be by the local priest. Would, um, would the little, local priest have like treated the body and things like that? He said some words over it beforehand, but the body right. is. I mean, it's covered in flowers to hide the smell, but it's just a, a rotting corpse. It's not even an open casket. You know, everything's shut and sealed. I make a note of the priest. I might go and speak to him at some point. Okay. But I just stand there and, um, you know, head down. All right. Croak and Corny, anything particular you would like to do or say? 
Um, nope. What? D does Corny come to speak to Van at any point? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, probably. <laughs> okay, so before you speak to anybody, uh -huh. we need to have a talk. Okay, sure. Okay, so before the funeral, okay. when we're leaving and we find a quiet place, <laughs> I want to say, now don't you worry, son. I am never going to kill this Twin Tower, man. I would not put Spike in charge of this place. Uh, this is the best way I can think of to legally murder the hell out of him and all his boys. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Uh, Croak, you, you are. It's a, it's a double cross. Um, More intelligent than I'd ever thought. I mean, I, I know of your brains, but it seems that more you've got. Uh, good, good Indeed, quite a bit more. Yes. Now, shall we tell our friends forthwith? Or uh, shall we leave it to the death? I, I don't think that uh, we need to tell our friend Van anything. Uh, he may object to this uh, unnecessary spilling of blood. I think we should keep this between ourselves and perhaps the the uh, Lord Twin Tower and this uh, Tyrus fellow I met in town. Well, why, why not tell Heelsing? He's good. Um, he is a good man, but you do realize that what I'm doing here may be seen as murder or perhaps uh, unlawful. Killing. <laughs> <laughs> also known murder. <sighs> And I don't want to bother his holy, you know, uh, sensibilities. It is not murder in that sense. Uh, we are only crossing a sort of fence. I don't think he'll mind, to be perfectly honest. Uh, why don't we just tell him, you know, like a, a bodice? Well, okay, corny. <laughs> Let me... I would prefer that we don't tell Van a thing. Honest to God, I believe that uh, he will have an issue with this. But if you find that it will uh, soothe your worried conscience, I, I will accept responsibility for you uh, telling him it, it won't be an issue. Uh, I, I, will, I will do this thing, but I thank you for being as honest as you have been. Oh, clearly. <sighs> Yeah, and yeah. So that's before the funeral. Does he still wind up talking to me after that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing me and Croak, because me and Croak are probably hanging out the whole time. Like I, I probably like tug his shirt and we go over to you. Okay. And I, I'm, uh, yeah. Am so I? Not, I'm, have you have found a time when I'm not there, or? Oh no, you would be there. That's fine. Okay. He's so I have no issue telling Malachi. It's just banned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume it's after the funeral then. Yeah. Um. So wait, do you tell me like everything, like all of those weird, like even that weird bit about like how, oh, I'm gonna be seeing Violet real soon. <laughs> I would, I would, I would like, I would say like as, as we're coming up to you. <clears throat> and he'll sing, I believe Croak has some things to say to you. Now Croak, leave nothing else. Do I have things to say? Put you to in a stew. Oh, all right. My, my friend Corny is having a bit of a conscious attack, so I, I will let you know. Uh, you see, this Spock fellow has displeased me greatly, Mr. Van, and I have concocted method in which to uh, get myself some uh, much-needed retribution against him and his boys, and I'll be using the uh, like, unfortunate death of Sir Edgar to do so. 
I, I kind of realize that we're still in public, and I just kind of, like, signal for him to, like, come closer, like, let's go inside before having this <laughs> conversation. I didn't want to have this conversation at all. All right. <laughs> um, well, everything is wrapping up with the funeral. Yeah, I mean, I assume we can find, like, an alley or somewhere, like, closed off, somewhere we can just kind of talk in private. Uh, yeah, it's going to take a few minutes. There's still people walking around, and Lady Francine comes up, or Miss Francine comes up, and thanks you for your services. It's wonderful. I love the words you spoke, yada, yada. Um, we will be in town for another fortnight or so before we have to leave, so... Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, if you need any supplies for the road, my men will see to it. And then she... Uh, oh, God damn being an honest cleric. No, no, I'm I'm fine. I shall make it back to town okay. with what I have. Um, one of the men comes and provides you guys with like a some bundles of food for the road that the cook has made up especially for you. It's got some muffins and some rashers of bacon in there. Oh, one one thing, probably like as as the funeral is ending and as we are all like walking back to um, Francine's house. I, I just hand her the wineskin and, you know, just basically, like, wave her to have as much as she wants. She smiles politely and says, no, I think I better not. Oh, but, but please, it, it, it will make you feel better. Trust me, it has made so many other people uh, wet. Uh, no, not that. Uh, <laughs> it will make you feel better. Um, she smiles, holds it in her hand, <laughs> and just kind of hands it back to you. Uh, and as you, you take it, you see the bodyguards around her, the other men, looking at you like, what are you doing? Oh. What, like, they have looks of kind of social horror on their face, like, what? Would you men like some? It will be good in your time. Oh! <laughs> they back straight. They all, you know, put their heads in the air and pretend you just don't exist and push past you rather roughly mm -hmm. as they escort her back to her other manor. Oh, no taste in this village. <laughs> um, the party can chat in the village or you can chat on the road back, whichever you I want to just walk up to um, Croak and sort of speak quietly to him as we're walking back and say, Craig, you didn't seem uh, too keen on dealing with Spike earlier. What is it? What's changed? I assume we're all there for this. Like, I haven't left. Oh, uh, well. Okay. Is this uh, something you're doing privately or in front of the whole group? Um. Well, I was just going to ask that question just me and him because I figured that we were going back to talk about it okay. all together. Well, mm -hmm. you see... Uh... I figure that uh, I don't like him none. He cost me a great deal of time in town away from my business, and uh, he threatened my family, which I, I am the only one that gets to threaten my family, I, I feel like. And uh, honestly, if I can extort his wealth from him and maybe some from the uh, Twin Towers as well for this information, then I think this could be a win-win for myself and for, well, mostly myself. Hmm. Well... Let's discuss it together. Okay. Oh, yes. um, do you guys have some uh, chance to talk while you travel along the road? Okay. Uh, as a group. 
All right. Well, all right. I'll tell you all my plan, I suppose. Uh, so this Mr. Spike is a, is a greedy man. I recognize such a trait in someone, uh, such an awful flaw. Uh, but uh, he is looking to step into the uh, vacuum of power in town here and, and, and get a new name for himself. And I offered him, since we have a working relation with the Twin Towers, to... Uh, bring them down this road and perhaps they would fall victim to some bandits on the road. Um, but of course, this isn't the, the plan. The, the plan is to warn said Twin Towers of the ambush and I want them to come down here mostly uh, appearing to be just a, himself and a few men and maybe myself as well to keep appearances up, but have uh, Senor Tyrus uh, up in the town bring a few men down uh, and wait for the ambush to happen and then we shall crush Tyrus, or not Tyrus, uh, Spike and his men to a bloody pulp and perhaps uh, we can get rid of this blight on the countryside and uh, make some money from it. Sounds like a solid plan. I don't know how I feel about Twin Tower. I, um... I kind of... I look toward Corny. I say, Corny, is he missing any details from this conversation? It's not that I don't trust your word, obviously, Croak, but... Corny is a talented storyteller. I would trust him to catch all of the little nuances of that conversation. Uh, I, I think he missed nothing. Not uh, very little more have I got. Those rhymes are spot on today. <laughs> hmm. The tactics are here, Van, I think that your involvement in this is probably going to have to be behind the scenes because a man of your stature in town, and of course your holiness, is going to throw Mr. Spike off. Uh, perhaps you would wait with uh, Mr. Bellows in our plan here, but the goal here is to draw him out and he shall be attacking a lord oh. and trying to usurp him. We can legally uh, get him <clears throat> on this man. Um, Neil, before we... Uh... Before we go any further, Chiss is chaotic good, right? I'm just trying to frame how Van would respond to this. Yes. Say, so, there's no need to worry, Croak. A dishonest man being killed through dishonest means might be underhanded, but more importantly, it is poetic justice. <coughs> That's a beautiful thing. Oh, uh, also here's thing, one thing uh, more. I do not know if you forgot it, uh, but I believe Spike mentioned something about be living closer to Violet. That, that, like, strikes a note of concern. I say, we might want to stop through Croak's hometown on the way back to... Oh, is that really necessary? Uh, is... You don't have to go if you want. I... If he goes to see your cousin Violet before... Before you do your nefarious deeds, there, uh... That may not end well for her. I could, uh, I... You know, there's, like, I, I run a whole temple, right? And there's, like, lodgings that you can give people temporarily, I assume. Yeah, you could, in theory, someone could live with the other acolytes there. You've got a, some bunk beds and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, I say, I could offer her temporary living solutions while we work this out. I'd rather your cousin were not horribly murdered by this man or kidnapped. My thoughts on it. Are we at all concerned with finding out who's responsible for Sir Edgar's death? Because I feel 
this plan may be allying goes with the perpetrator. Sometimes you have to play with vermin to sniff out a rat. If Twin Tower was involved in any way, it might be best to closer align ourselves. Is there a problem that we're aligning ourselves with Twin Tower? Let's say he did kill a knight, got a little more land. What's the what's the issue here? I don't see it. We're already friends with him. In fact, now he's a little more powerful. Neil, How is Twin, is Twin Tower friend? is Twin Tower a higher sort of standing in society than Sir Edgar was, or are they the same? Oh, absolutely. Sir Edgar was just a landed knight. Lord Twin Tower is a full-blooded noble. Okay. Um, well, and a I wouldn't say at the top of the nobility in Shirebrook, but he's definitely in the upper middle section of nobility. Even if Lord Twin Tower did kill Sir Edgar, I'm sure he had noble reasons. Perhaps you're right. He'd make a strong ally. His judgment will come for his crimes. I see no reason that we cannot align ourselves with him for now. We have nothing but suspicions to base our accusations on. We might and as we... well work with him while we can until and such time We comes. know Spike to be a, a bad man. Exactly. So, even if Twin Tower is also a bad man, that doesn't absolve Spike of his crimes. Exactly. Well, as long as we can split his wealth once the deed is done. I'm sure we can find some way to help you make some money out of this. Well, that's the plan, you see. I want to get a bit of a finder's fee from Mr. Spike to have him bring along, assuming that I'm going to do the deed I say. And then perhaps we shall ask Mr. Twin Tower for a little bit of... Uh, financial support for uh, helping him uh, rid his, this uh, bloodsucker from the the land he so clearly wishes to, to own. I, I assume we intend to tell Lord Twin Tower about this plan before we take him along the road. Oh, yes, yes. Good. That's... Then I have no complaints with this plan. Very good. All right. Um, I think that's it for now. You guys make it back to Shirebrook by nightfall. Everything is going along just fine. You all head back to your respective places. Um, but Malachi, when you get back to your house, there are many people there. Many um, people, as in new, old new people or townspeople? Sailors. Uh, your father is here, laid out on his bed, and his sailor buddies are surrounding him. And they see you come in, and one of them, his first mate, walks up to you and says, Malachi, I've got some bad news about your father. No. He's, he's fallen badly ill. Uh, desperately ill on our voyage a few days back. What, what happened? Well, we, we were up in Redport, and, and we're on our way back to Shirebrook, and he got sick, and he's been getting worse and worse. We made port as soon as we could, pushed it hard, and now we're here, and uh, we summoned the cleric. We, we arrived this morning, this afternoon almost, um, summoned the cleric of the town. A few clerics came by. Uh, they said that they, there was nothing that could be done. They they tried some of their healing spells. They didn't. They didn't seem to be working. Um, Get out of my way! And I like push him out the way and like barge through the the crowd to the to the bed. They cleared a little bit of space for you next year, 
very, very ill father. Is he is he passed out? He is unconscious. So like I kneel down by the side of the bed and like take his hand. All right. Kind of like turn it over and like just like looking at his skin. I assume like he looks like pallid or it's cold, clammy, and pale. Mm. One of the sailors says they say there's a, a mother Elise in town, a stronger cleric, but but she's not in town. She's she's not here now. I don't know if she'll be back in time or not. Can you look into it for me? It's it's already being done. Thank you. What is your name, Sailor? Rogan. Is he the first mate? No, this is just another dude. This is just Rogan. Okay. I would like some time alone with my father. They clear the room. Okay. And I close the door and just kind of like pace back and forth, like <laughs> no, by the by the bed. That was my thing. Okay. Not really sure what to think. Like, does he? I feel like his his forehead. Is he sort of? Does he look like he's dying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, his forehead's a little warm, not burning, but he's definitely pale. Um, his skin is cold to the touch. He's been piled with blankets, all the blankets in the house. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I like leave and go to the magic store to find Rohana. Okay, she's there, putting about. Rohana, my father. He's returned. Oh, oh good. You're looking for... What's wrong? No. no. He's unwell. Dying. Would you... Oh, my. Would you see him for me? Sure, of course. Let me let me close up here. She takes a few steps, hacks up some blood, struggles to support herself, catches her breath, closes up shop. It takes a little while. You know, she, she's very sickly herself. Yeah, like, I help her walk. Um, eventually, the two of you make it back to your place. Um, and she kneels beside your father, looks over him a little bit. Rohana, Rohana. Um, she chants the words to a detect magic spell, and glances over him, and furrows her brow and says, Your father is most unwell. I, I sense the presence of magic all over him. Do you know what he was into? He was in Redport. I'm not sure what. Maybe we can speak to the sailors. Uh, you should get you should get Mother Elise or Aldrich, the conjurer, very quickly. At least this gives us hope. If we can dispel the magic, perhaps we can save his life. Yes, that's that is beyond my ability for the time being, but perhaps Aldrich could do something, or if Aldrich. not him, Mother Elise might be able to. Or or maybe even know, Father Owen. Do you know Aldrich well? Yeah, yes, I supply him with most of his materials. Uh, Would you I speak could... with him for me? I will. I'll bring him down here immediately. Thank you, Rohana. Um, she gets up and struggles out the door. Um, yeah, do you... What, what do you do? I like, I don't know, um, does he have like a, a, a pack of things that were brought back with him? Nope. All of his stuff is apparently still on the boat. Okay, then maybe I head there. Check uh, the cabins, the the captain's quarters. Yeah, there are a few sailors lingering outside. Uh, if you need anything to do with them. So I say to the I say to the two that are there. I say, you two, guard his room. Uh, expect Rohana back with a visitor, and 
you guard the rest of the house. I, I take ownership of these sailors. I assume they still work for my family. Yeah, they're uh, they're loyal to your father. He's the captain of their ship. They spend a lot of time working with him. They're more than happy to see things done right. Seems the first mate has gone back to the ship. Yeah, I grab another one and I say, um, I wish to inspect the ship. Can you take me there? Aye. Follow me. And he takes you down to the docks. Your father's ship, the Sea Skipper, is docked. They take How does you it? Board. How does it look? Is that a good ship? Yeah, it's a pretty good ship. Um, keeps and kept. It's kept in pretty good condition. Uh, it's had a fresh coat of varnish put on it. The decks are clean. Everything's nice and trim. It, but it is dark now, so you don't can't see too much. I've got um, like a torch. I light. Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe I've grabbed a lantern from the house. And I say to the sailor who's walking me there, I say, um, my father's first mate. What is his name? Your father's first mate's name is... Uh, Delt. Delta. Delta. Delta is his name. Okay. Do you know where he is? He's in his quarters. Okay, so I, I assume we're arriving at the ship, and I say, um, can you show me to my father's cabin? They take you to the captain's cabin, captain's quarters. And I, okay, I say, um, please find Delta and tell him to um, meet me here in 20 minutes. I wish to think a little first. All right. You have some time, and um, yeah, why don't we... I think this is going to take a little longer than expected. So why don't we hop to our first break and you can think about what you want to ask Delta and okay. we'll figure everything else out on the other side. We'll be back All in right. about a little while, guys. Like five to ten minutes. So see you soon. Bye-bye. All right. See you soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. Um, so, Malachi... You are down at the boat. Yeah. Okay, so I'm in my father's quarters. Mm-hmm. The, cap- the captain's quarters. So it might sound cliche, but does he have a journal? He captain's does log. have a journal. All right, we're going to start there. Okay, captain's log. He perused through it. He was clearly in Redport. They were trading for the usual things. Uh, nothing looks out of the ordinary there. Yep. What are the usual things out of interest? Silks, spices, goods from the countries, the lands to the east. Uh, Redport is the central trading, was the, the main spot for any goods coming from the east or about to head out to the east. Redport's like the, the main port between the other continent and here. So a lot of other people will come bring supplies to Redport from far, far overseas. And then your father's one of the people who take the supplies from Redport and then bring them down to the rest of the continent of Arcadia. Okay. So that is like a place where there's loads of different kinds of people. You, yeah, Redport is the one of the the most diverse places in Arcadia. Okay, so anything could have happened there. Anything could have happened there. So is there anything towards the end of the journal that is out of the ordinary? He mentions having a one of his contacts in Redport was giving him a hard time about money saying that oh these things are worth trying to over 
trying to stiff him on the price, you know, trying to say things were worth more than they were. Things got a little heated. People got yeah. to some pushings and there was some shovings. No blood was drawn. Everything got broken up and he ended up going with a different merchant for his goods. He was just that laments name, that. The, the new merchant? No, the, the original guy who we had the trouble with. His name was Hitchens. Hitchens. Okay. Hitchens was the old merchant. Um, is that all there is that stands out? What about after he starts getting sick? Does it describe symptoms or anything like that? No, his journal just stops. Okay. What about on his desk? Is there any manifestos or half-written letters or... Um, yeah, there's manifestos for all the cargo. There is a note, um, a letter actually, written to a lady, it seems. And it's a little vulgar. It has, you know, it's basically like, it's like an erotic letter to a woman that you've okay. never heard of before. All right, I kind of just leave that there. Um from the manifestos and what's written in the journal, is it possible to um, work out what he traded with Hitchens? Uh, he ended up not trading with Hitchens at all. He went with a new merchant. Or what he was going to. Yeah, he was looking to get some uh, eastern silks. So he's going to buy silks from Hitchens. Mm -hmm. um, yes, he was buying silks and uh, a special type of dwarven whiskey. Okay. What about Is there anything else in the in the cabin? You know, uh his his backpack or I check in his like foot locker at the bottom of his bed. Locked. Hmm. Uh you know he tends to keep the key around uh, his neck on a little tie. Okay, well I'll keep that in mind. Then. There's something to check. Uh aside from that, is there anything that draws my eye? One sec. Um, there is not anything that draws your eye, but if, as you're kind of looking around, the door opens and in walks. Uh, Delta. In walks Delta. Ah, Delta. Thank you for seeing me. I sit down huh. in my father's chair. He gives you a frown, but otherwise stands before you. So, I've spoke with my master, Rohana. She thinks that my father has been... His ailment is magical in nature. I've been reading his diary, looking at his things. Do you have any insight on who or what may wish to do this to him? You were there with him. Yeah, wizards can't be trusted. Uh, no offense, but... Your kind are often a... Well, there's a reason most wizards sneak around with magic rather than confronting a man face to face. It's easy to misjudge a man when you're not intelligent enough to fully understand his motivations. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> this well, guy Hitchens, I read in the captain's log. Could he, he have anything to do with it? He walks over and snatches the captain's log from the desk goes, you shouldn't be looking through that. It's none of your business. 
I believe it is my business. If my father is to die, then this is all my business. Hitchens is a jackass and a traitor. It's a merchant with no scruples. He'll sell you for a nickel if he could. Is that all he would do? Sell you? Would he try and kill you? Uh, he's been known to deal in halfling feet. I don't know if he would murder a man in cold blood. I don't know if he'd murder a man in hot blood. Maybe only in cold. Let's say it's not Hitchens, then. Is there anything else? Your father's been seeing a woman lately. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. He keeps it tight. Do you know where she lives? Redport. I know where her house is. I don't know her name, though, or what she looks like. So how, how far is the travel to Redport? It would it take days? you a while. Yeah, so, uh, we're talking days, maybe weeks of travel, depending on tides and winds. So Malachi's thinking now, if whoever did this is in Redport, it's too far away to get there before he's going to die anyway. Yeah. So we've got to find some sort of outside solution, regardless of the circumstances. Well, thanks for your time, Delta. I'm going to head back to the house. You're free to stay there if you wish. Okay. Um, sure. By the time you get back to your house, Mildred... Uh, Mildred um, Aldrich. Aldrich, the conjurer, is there with Rohana, the diviner. Um, Aldrich's looking over your father and turns to you and goes, mm, You're the apprentice, right? Yes, this is my father. Hmm. Well, Rohana is correct. Your father has been placed under some sort of curse or magical condition. Yes, and? I may be able to help in some ways, but my time is valuable. And my powers are great. I assure you that my family, we can pay whatever it is you require. One sec here. I can try something, although it may not work. Uh, and if it does not work, I have another option that may delay the effects, but they cannot stop them. If it is a magical curse in nature, I may be able to dispel it. Yes. How much does this cost you? It would cost him... Aldrich the Conjurer. My powers are great and they are not cheap. 500 gold for the dispel magic spell. How much... Like wealth does my family have? Not a lot. You could sell the house or the ship and have that sort of money, or you know, give him the house or the ship in exchange. But you don't have five hundred gold cash lying around. Maybe if all of the ship's cargo were to be sold, you could get five hundred gold. But the ship still, the crew still needs to be paid, and um, you know you can't sell that much money, right? You can't sell that much stuff overnight. 
Aldrich, the cost is too great. Perhaps there is something I could do for you in exchange. I have friends in town. We are quite formidable. There are some things, but they are dangerous, and I would not be able to assist your father until I have been paid. Speak. What do you know of the Tether Wilds? As much as any man. The hill, it's the hilly region to the east. A place to be avoided. Yes. A place of griffins and giants. Specifically, a place of giants. I have need of giant's hair. Lots and lots of giant's hair. If you and your friends can bring me back um, enough, I will do this for you. The hair of a giant. It's Not a... simply the hair, but enough to braid into a belt. That is a, a large ask, Aldric. Is your father's wa life worth it? I'll speak with you soon. Thank you. Do not think you can just summon me willy-nilly, little one. My time is precious. He I understand. makes his leave. Turn to Rohana. What do you make of this? Suicide, no? Killing a giant might be suicide. Giving the giant a haircut? Maybe not. You've got those friends of yours, right? That little gnome and the, the one with the big fat eyes that look like they're about to pop. Yeah. Uh, they're cunning people. Might be hard to convince them. Maybe. Rahana but everybody like... sleeps. <clears throat> Perhaps Mother Elise can delay the effects long enough for me to discuss this and perhaps carry it out. She's not in town. They, the sailors say she's not in town today. Is uh, at least like a high-level cleric? Yes, yeah, she's the high cleric in town and the highest, most powerful cleric in town. Do you know where she resides? Um, actually, you know where she resides. She lives I mean, in like, right now, though, like, where is she if she's oh. out of town? Um, no, no, I, I don't know. Uh, one of the other clerics in town would, or any of the priests might. Very well. I shall speak to my friend. Okay. Uh, by now, it is late. It's a few hours after the sun has set. Most people are in their beds. Um, the bars are still open and will be for some time. But... I'll, I'll take my father's key if it's on his round his neck and head back to the ship. Okay. If you uh, want to switch to someone else, maybe. Sure. Well, actually, there's no one else to switch to for the time being. All right. So let's just keep it going with you. So I'll, I'll just go and check that, and then I'll probably head to bed if I don't find anything. Just check what? I'll take the key, and I just go to his cabin oh. and open his footlocker. Yeah. Um. The, his footlocker just contains the normal stuff that you'd find in there. There's no evidence of anything going on or happening. 
just some change of clothes, some money, some trinkets, um, some letters that from this woman that he's meeting. You learn her name is Rosa. Rosa, okay. Rosa. Um, I take those letters. Okay. And then I head back to the house and go to sleep. Okay. Although, I mean, if the bars are open, maybe I'll, maybe I actually head to um, the half pint. Sure. You get to the half pint. Is everyone is everyone in there? Um, I don't know. Where did you guys all head off? Are you hanging out together? Or are you going back to work? Going back to sleep? What I can you... be at the half pint. That works oh. for me. And I'm always there. So you're always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Helsing. Van Helsing would be the one that I was most looking to talk to. Helsing, uh, would you be? Uh, it's a few hours after dark. A few hours after you got yeah, back. Yeah, I'm definitely in the temple then. I'm probably still awake, like doing some sort of you know, work. Okay. So maybe I actually go there then. All right. You get to the temple. Um, it's still open. It's open all night long. Um, so you can probably find Heelsing walking around. So Van will know about Mother Elise, right? Abs- uh, well, he's been gone out of town. But he would know. Would I have heard if- it from any of the acolytes? Yeah, like, you could have talked to anyone in their town. Like you're- Someone in your temple will know. Okay. Van. My father has returned. He is ill. I wish to speak with Mother Elise. The people I've spoken to said she's left town. Maybe you would know where she is. Maybe you could find out for me. Uh, give me a moment. I kind of like see. I, I look for really any acolyte, and I just kind of ask for sort of news for while I was gone, like where Elise is. Uh, Mother Elise has gone up to Thornwood for a week or so. Uh, I kind of relay that and say, if you were expecting fast relief from Mother Elise, you you won't find it from her. She's going to be gone for roughly a week. Curses! Time is of the essence. And he is dying. Do you know what from? I think it's a curse. Magical. This wizard in town, Aldric, he's offered to help, but at great cost. To cast a spell. Indeed. Greedy wizards. Well, usually I would have to disagree, but under the circumstances, perhaps you're right. Would you accompany me to the Hofpint? I wish to speak with our friends. Of course, of course. I. It's, it's night, the temple is closed. I've just been you know, housekeeping for the most part. Let's go. Cool. Fantastic. Right. Okay, you so guys make it over the, to the half pint. And maybe, like, summon uh, Corny from the, the depths of the cellar. Mm-hmm. Yes. So everyone sat around the table. And I say, um, friends, my father returned to the village, to Shybrook today. He's unwell, dying, some magical ailment. I think I know how to save his life. It will cost me a great deal, more than I have. In place of wealth, I may be offer, may be able to offer my services, but I would require your aid. What well, let us know what it is. Well, you're not gonna like it. 
this Are you wizard. Turning into croak. <laughs> now it's not a time for jokes, but there's a wizard in town, Aldric the Conjurer. Says he wants to make a belt out of the hair of a giant. Now, I know how that sounds, but we wouldn't necessarily have to kill it. We could talk it into letting us cut its hair, trick it, knock it out. That I could offer you something plot absurd. But I could not offer you enough for the risk involved. What it, Neil, what do I know of the Tether Wilds? Like how far like what kind of journey are we talking about to go there? Well, the Tether Wilds are about twelve miles out of town. So okay. more or less the same distance as it took to get to Burnshire. Um, except there's no road. It's through the forest and across the river. So it's 12 miles through more dangerous territory. Um, and then once you and... get actually to the Tether Wilds themselves, they're kind of this uh, non-settled land with all sorts of things that live there. Um, okay. Giants, how prevalent are they? Like, if we show up in the Tether Wilds, are we going to see a giant real quick? Or are we going to... Is it reasonable to think we're going to wander around for a week looking for one? You have no idea. It's like, Look. if I asked you, if you went to Africa right now, how quickly would you see an elephant? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Malachi... Uh, I wouldn't mind helping you out here. If a wizard needs a braid of hair from a giant, I imagine if we got two or three braids of hair, he might pay for the other ones. Uh, my concern here is I have some business, you might think, with the uh, Twin Towers, and I don't want to leave it for long. How uh, urgent is this matter with your father? Is he stable? Is he stable, Neil? I mean, I don't know really, do I? You have the information I have told you? I'm not sure. He's alive for now. Malachi, this is... You're talking about traveling into untamed territory where all sorts of evil lingers. Braving miles upon miles of that to somehow talk a giant into allowing you to give him a haircut. I, like, pull my head in my hands. Shake my well, head. Well, perhaps at night there's no need for talking to it. A shot blade will cut it, whether he's a, a willing participant or not. Van Helsing is right. The chance of success is minimal. I... Any of us could die very easily out there. It's... This is not a safe trek. How old is my father? 58. Well, you know, he's had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it at that. No. Time to inherit a ship. Um, <laughs> um, I respect that choice. I think I get like a drink from the bar and just kind of like, yeah, head in hands, just drink the evening away. And uh, maybe agree to carry out the plan with Lord Twin Tower first. <laughs> All right. Well, I asked you to figure out what your relationship with your father was, and if this is it, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I tried to play out a realistic amount of grief for the current situation, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, I, I feel like at the point of, it's like your parents fall ill and some guy's like, I can cure him, just go kill a giant for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, my father wouldn't want me to sell the entire wealth of the family just to save his life, I don't think. I say that. I, I say that at some point when I'm drunk. It's like, yeah, he wouldn't want me to risk my own life, I don't think. No, clearly. Any good father knows that you have to look out for yourself. Yeah. That's a very hardcore attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. You, you are so heroic. scary. Giants are scary regardless of... That is dark and full of terrors, man. We're hardcore, but we only have one chance to be hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I drink the night away. I'll see how I feel about it in the morning. Cool. I don't think Van Helsing kind of answers either way to it. I think he's... He, he definitely doesn't want to personally, but he's not outright refusing. I think he's kind of going with the group, oh. like whatever the group decides to do. Corny is all fucking for it, man. Like, he is, like, he just, he just, at one point he holds up his wine and he's like, you guys, think about it. If I gave some giants my wine, they would, they would love me forever and pale. Oh. I think maybe, like, at that point, like, I, like, look up, eyes wide, look at Corny. <laughs> you know, giants drink, right? Experience. Think that of all work. the experience. You realize that if a giant drinks some wine, he's probably going to be looking for a snack, too. You look like a mighty fine meat and cheese plate to me. Maybe I, like, smell it. my armpits. I'm like, I don't smell like cheese. That must be just with the bees. Oh, my God, Nick. I swear to God, if I die here, I'm going to fly out to England and slap you. Let's deal with tonight first. But drink, and then uh, is there a library, Neil? In town. Um, Shirebrook. Shirebrook. Where are the buildings in Shirebrook? Hold on. I must refer to my notes. These towns are complicated. Yeah. Um. Perhaps Rohana has a library. There is no library in town. Each noble might have some books in their house. Rohana definitely has some books. Um. The Baroness probably has some books, and Aldric definitely has some, but there's no public library. Okay, so I want to maybe, assuming nothing else happens in the in the tavern, when I get back to when I, I'm walking home, I'll stop in the store and maybe try and find a book on giants. Um, does Rohana have anything discussing giants? She does, actually. She has a text that speaks on megafauna. Okay, cool. So, specifically, then, I want to know how susceptible they are to magical suggestion. If they're stupid or not. Um, well, how willing book, they are to sort of make trades. The book says there are many types of giants in the world... Although Arcadia is home almost exclusively to hill and frost giants. Yeah, so I'm going to go with hill giants. Um, and it says hill giants are fairly stupid, uh, only slightly more intelligent than the Etans, of which there are none in Arcadia. 
So here's the thing though, out of game. Hypnotism, it, it works on a saving spell, right? Saving throw, yep. Saving throw is a spell, so the intelligence of the creature doesn't play into it. Has it has no effect. It has to with the creature's hit dice. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, 11 billion hit dice. Yeah, it's too, it's too <laughs> risky. It's death if it fails, if it passes. What about, yeah, like how willing are they to trade with humans? The book deals. does not go into that much detail, unfortunately. Um, the okay. ranger in town might know, though. It's his I job to patrol I, uh, the wilds. I'm like sat in the uh, foyer of the, the magic store reading this book. Mm -hmm. And I like clap, like pass out, like head in the book drunk for the night. All right, next morning. <laughs> So I was looking at saving throws. Um, What's the plan, guys? Someone needs to speak to Twin Tower, right? Yeah, I think we need to talk to Twin Tower. Well, I mean, yeah. I I kind of waiting for Malachi to wake up from his drunken stupor because I want to see if, if I'm going to be heading off to the Tether Wilds or if I'm going to be talking to Lady Twin Tower or Lord Twin Tower. Yeah. What was the atmosphere like at the table when I was there? I think... So, Corny, you were into it. Um, Van Helsing, you were against I it. I think I I I was the most skeptical. I don't think I ever outright refused to go, mm. but I was like very skeptical. Like I don't think I ever had a point where I was like, "Yeah, dude, let's fucking fight a giant." I was just like, "We will die." <laughs> oh no! I at no point did I ever think there was a risk of fighting the giant. I thought it was going to be happiness and flowers and sharing of whiskey and and ale. That was Cordy's view. <laughs> What about you, Croak? How did you? I think it? that uh, Croak was a little cautious and afraid and didn't really want to do it, but you could probably tell there was a glint of uh, desire or greed in his eyes when he thought of perhaps shaving off more than one giant and selling it to this wizard. So there's at least a spark there, although he's, he's definitely concerned. So I think um, I'm a bit conflicted, really my own self-preservation against my love for my father. I assume that the rest of the group are going to follow up on uh, Twin Tower, and today I will try and go and speak to this ranger. Okay. So then uh, I'm going to try to find myself uh, an audience with the Lord Twin Tower. Yeah, I'll go with him on this one. Corny, where are you going? Um... Where's everyone going again? Sorry. Twin Tower. Twin Tower. Yeah, we're going Twin Towers, and then Malachi is going to speak to a ranger. I think about giants. Yeah, I'll go with Malachi. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So two let's do Malachi and Corny. Uh, and, yeah, Corny first, as they go to speak to Sturge, the, Sturge the ranger. ranger of Shirebrook. He lives on the outskirts of town, well away from everyone else, and he is known as kind of a a stern, short-tempered man he's in his late 30s and he's not really a very friendly sort of fella uh, rumor has it that he's seen a lot of bad things in his life uh, and he was hired as the to be baroness velmont's first ranger after his what do we call it his uh hatred his absolute hatred for the goblins giants, giants, giants. Damn it. Goblin Sturge. Yeah, after his 
personal hatred for the goblins in the area around here led their population to drop significantly. Nice. Uh, and he's kind of rid the nearby area of goblins and has been working closely with Tyrus and keeping the Bullywogs at bay. So is he a bit of a badass? I mean, yeah, he definitely. He's Baroness Belmont's like head ranger, so he he's a he's a bit of a badass, I would say. That. All right, so I, I had we head to his um to his like you know place out of um out of town. Is it like mm -hmm. a, a campsite or is it a house? He's got a little hut outside of the town. I say um. Does he have a turn up to the half pint? This guy. No. Corny, do you have any of that uh, ale with you? I do. And I hold it up. Maybe you could offer it to him. That I could. That I could. But should yes. I? Yes. Yes, I think should. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I head up to the I head up to the door, and I just say to Corny, "He probably already knows why I'm here, but." Knock on the door. You hear a voice come actually from the woods to the side. Who are you and what are you doing here? Greetings, Sturge. My name is Malachi. I am a wizard from town. I request an audience with you. Okay. A man steps out from behind a tree uh, and relaxes his longboat that he had drawn and notched, pointing at you guys. Uh, he strides over towards you. He's... Do I have any stats on his size? No. Uh, he's a medium-sized human male. Decent build. Uh, Youngish. 30-something, definitely. Yeah, he's wearing studded leather armor, a splotchy green cloak, and carries two short swords, one on either hip, as well as a dagger at his side. Do I? What do I know about him? Is he known to be a good man or a, a harsh man? Stern, short-tempered. Fairly cautious, antisocial. Okay. Sturge, my um, I request your knowledge, perhaps your aid. Hmm. May we sit inside? I'm afraid I'm not as comfortable in the wilderness as you are. He nods and motions for the for you to walk in the door. I walk in. I say, um, my friend here. He runs the half pints. I've had him bring. Some of his finest ale feeds try. Yeah, Please, I held it out to him. Let's try it together. With a big smile. You first... oh, yeah, I'll, I'll like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, if does he have any cups out or anything? He brings over a couple of cups. Nice. Yeah, I, I pour three of them and I just actually no, I pour two of them. I don't drink my own ale. That's that's rude. Yeah, and I push Malachi's over so to I, him. I, I drink a sip yeah. first. He watches you expectantly, as if he's waiting for you to finish the whole thing. It is good. I do. Okay. After you're done, he'll sniff it and sip at it. Mm, not bad. Good. Thank well, now that we've, I've calmed my nerves, I've come to ask your, uh, your aid with a problem of mine. I seek the giants of the Tetherwilds. What do you know of them? I like looking stern-faced and totally serious. They are monstrous. They stand over 15 feet tall. 
They're fairly primitive creatures wearing large hides over them, often wielding massive clubs. We would call them tree branches. Uh, they're known to throw boulders at their prey. Some of them will trap and eat people. Others will take them as slaves to do work, maybe tend to a herd of animals of their own. Do they covet material things, animals, pups? They'll sometimes keep a flock of animals to keep them fed. Uh, they roam in small groups. I've never seen or heard of more than 12 at once, but I think usually they stick to groups of three or four. Uh, can they be killed? Anything that breathes dies. Do you know this personally? I have you... not slain a giant in my time. Could you? Why would I? That's a strong rebuttal. Look, I'll be frank with you, Sturge. My father is dying. Aldrich, the conjurer, the wizard in town, can save his life, but he requests the hair of a giant in payment. I'm afraid this is something I do not know if I can deliver. I come to you for guidance. You want me to kill a giant to save your father? Well... I'm not saying that. Perhaps you can aid me. Information. Tell me if I'm out of my mind, if it's impossible. If I should just move on. I know nothing of these creatures. Look, kid. You... You don't look like much of a fighter. I think Tyrus would have a hard time with the giant. Probably wouldn't make it out himself. I might be able to do it. But probably not. Would they... Perhaps I could... I don't need to kill them to take their hair. That's so something true. that they value more than that. I think that's up to the individual giant. You might want to ask the Wemmicks out there in the Tether Wilds. They know more. What else is in these Tether Wilds? Even if, let's say I can deal with the giants, what are the chances of me finding one alive? Me alive, not the giant. Hmm. You know, I don't spend a lot of time in the Tether Wilds. Giants out there... If you know where one of them lives, you should be able to find them pretty easily, but just roaming about? Maybe, maybe not. You could find a high hill, or a tree on top of a hill, and maybe get a view of the landscape, spot some giants and try and catch up with them. They do stand out. That's the one thing about giants, is that they are easier to find than any other creature. If you were me, what would you do? He takes a draft of the ale, then grabs the ale skin, pours a bunch more, drinks that entire thing down, and goes... Don't lose your family. They can never be replaced. I guess uh, I nod at him. 
thanks for your time, Serge. You know, if you plan on doing this, I can help you get to the edge of the Tether Wilds, but I won't go any farther than that. I appreciate that. I'll be in touch if that's what it comes to. Wait, one thing. Hmm. It's a cleric in town, Mother Elise. Do you mm -hmm. know her? Yeah, she sits on the council. You wouldn't happen to know where she's gone, would you? Thornwood. Thornwood. North. Two two days, three days. One if you're a fast rider on a horse. Do you know what she's doing in the Thornwood? Not really. Some cleric nonsense. Perhaps my luck with her would be more than with a giant. Perhaps. She's got a soft heart. Well, you can keep the ale. Right, Connie? Aye, that you can. And I, like, shake his hand. Okay. And go to leave. All right, let's... Unless there's anything else you want to do, we're going to flip over to the other players. Yeah, no, I think I head back. Okay, other players. You make it to the Twin Tower Estate. Yes. I assume there's like a footman or something standing out there. There is. I'd like, I'd like to approach him and say, uh, well, good day, sir. Uh, my name is Croak. I don't know if we've been properly introduced, you and me, but... Uh, oh, have... Van Helsing. It's nice to see you again. Good day. And just kind of give him like a short bow. I'm here to uh, entertain an audience with Lord Twin Tower if he's available. Uh, he is. May I ask the nature of your business? Uh, it's rather grim, but there's an opportunity for him to help me do some work cleansing the countryside. Could you be more descriptive? I believe there's a man who wants to make an attempt on his life. Oh my. Of course. Please come in. I will I will fetch him immediately. Thank you. Uh, you're brought back into the same parlor room as always. And a few moments later, uh, he he's brought before you. I kind of, you know, give him a bow and say, my lord. Yes, what is it? You have a word that there's an attempt on my life, my footman tells me? Not coming to you, but rather, I, I understand that you are going to be inheriting the lands uh, once overseen by Sir Edgar. Mm. Good man. Sad death. Yes, indeed. But as my friend here tells me, he had a, he had a word with a man who had been a constant thorn in the side of Sir Edgar during his rule. Uh... I believe this man's name is Spike. In fact, yeah. I believe we talked to you about him once. My point is, uh, after actually, perhaps, perhaps my friend here would be better for explaining the situation to you. Lord Twinhars okay. turns and looks at Croak, kind of with a little hesitation. Yes, I, I lick my like fatty lips uh, and and look at him and say, uh, "Well, you see, 
I was approached during the funeral by uh, a man by the name of Spike. Uh, he has plans, you see, of taking over the lordship of said town. And uh, he desires uh, to keep everybody uh, in town and rule over it himself, become somewhat of a little noble himself. Seems he has plans of, uh, of a higher calling uh, than he already has. Uh, and to do that, he knows he wants to get you out of the way. Um, it seems somehow he already knew of Mr. Vans and myself's and Malachi's uh, acquaintance with you. And he approached me asking to uh, bring you down the road into an ambush. And you see, I may not look much, but I am a clever man. And rather than refuse him outright, I learned the details of said plan. As you see, if you show up with force or whatnot, he shall take his men and flee to the countryside and be ever more a thorn in your side. But if perhaps we were to go along with his plan, but have Mr. Tyrus or your own men follow hidden behind us. When he springs his trap, we shall simply eliminate him and this thorn in your side forever. He looks to Van. What he says is true? That's Anywhere. what he told me. I've traveled with this man for some time. He's a bit strange and sometimes a bit seedy, but he's never led me astray. Well, I appreciate you looking out for my life. Uh, some of the serfs of Burnside were not too happy to be leaving their homes, but they, they can see no farther than the end of their nose. There are greater plans in the world, and we are all pawns in them. Might I ask why you are uh, disbanding the village? I know this is unrelated. I ask out of curiosity. Why don't we deal with the matter at hand for now? Of if these men are attempting, would you be willing to testify this to this end in court? Oh, absolutely. Well, then it's simple. We will send Tyrus and some of his men out to Burnside and arrest them and bring them back here. Um, Might I... Or take them straight up to... Thornwood for the Countess to hear. Actually, no, he would have to go to... Uh, we'll see, make a, a trip to New Fort for the Count to hear their crimes, and then they will be executed. You see, this is a shrewd man. I can tell by the way he approached me. He has machinations in motion. He seems very hell-bent on stepping into some kind of perceived power void, and his ambition seems to grow further than that. Now... I do this... know if we showed up in force in that town, he and his men would slip off into the woods and it would be hell to track him down. Now, I believe Tyrus Bellows is a... To cut the head off that snake. I think Tyrus is a very clever fellow. If we inform him of these plans, I'm sure his men can surround the village before he walks in. I... If this is the course of action you would take, then so be it. I will go along with whatever you plan in the end. However... I would like to point out that should you go and arrest this man, should you take the preemptive action, you'll have to deal with the trial. And this man, while he's a slime and a scoundrel, he does have friends, and he does have some apparently powerful friends. He has... Powerful friends for a peasant? 
What? Does he have a baker on his side? I think Van kind of does that hearty, like, ha, 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 ha. And it kind of goes back to being serious. Like, it's it's a very, he doesn't understand how to laugh naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, I believe you'd have an easier time if you were to... If you go and arrest him, you have to deal with the trial, and you have to worry about the possibility of him walking free. If you wait for him to come to you, he has no more defense. We have a witness here that we that is backed by the word of a cleric and by myself that a known troublemaker who is being kicked off of his land wants to kill me? I don't know how many courtrooms you've been in, son. But as far as I'm concerned, that's an open and shut case. If that's what you believe, then so be it. Personally, that sounds much safer than traveling the road. Yeah, open and shut case. The issue is I worry that it may never get to court. The Oh no, another dead peasant. Apprehend him is now. If word is coming back or no word comes back he may very well vanish into the wilds to regain his power and he will be a thorn in your side i assure you and he looks to i think you overestimate the simple peasant how how about we accompany your men to make sure this arrest is done we can direct him to his where he lives fair enough Uh, i don't know if we can leave at this moment i have a friend who as a foolhardy task he wishes to engage on. Well, we'll I will speak to... I will summon Tyrus and have him and his men set out at once. If you can travel with him today, so be it. If not, they will return on the morrow with our prisoners in tow. If you could give him a full account of all the conspirators. Please, I would would speak with Tyrus. Excellent. I, uh... Um, He motions to a footman who comes over and says, you know, go, go fetch Tyrus, bring him here. Uh, and the footman runs off. I Yeah, I guess I just kind of wait in the room for okay. whenever he arrives. Uh, if there's nothing else you guys want to say or do while waiting for Tyrus. Um, some... I kind of mentioned that both Malachi and I are practicing, like he knows we're practitioners in the arts of magic mm-hmm. and we're constantly studying. And I, I kind of say this, I want to gauge his response when I say it. But I mentioned that we're putting a lot of effort into uh, studying potential magical means through which we could cure his wife's ailment. Mm. Uh, He doesn't really say much. He nods, but... Unless you have something more specific on the matter, he acknowledges what you've said, but does not push it further. He's already got a new wife anyways and want that one back. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to gauge. It was like, oh yeah, that girl who died. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much is my boat worth, Neil? My father's boat. Is that like well more than 500 or is that about 500? Ooh, your father's ship. So I just thought like rather than let him die, I probably would just sell the boat first if I could. Father's ship. Uh, oh, wait, why I'm looking at the wrong ship. book. Okay, here we go. Why are you trying to get yourself murdered by a bunch of sailors? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you rather die by giants? A more fun <laughs> way to die? Yeah. It's fantasy. Exactly. Nothing, nothing fun of something rolling like a d20 plus 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then doing 
I like think it's eight, plus 11. D6 damage. Oh, God. I think they actually do like plus 11. It's something ridiculous like that. Yeah. One's I'd rather take 1d20 plus 11 than like 15d20 plus, plus one. two or threes. Actually, no, I wouldn't. Though. It doesn't make sense because the 1d20 plus 11 could kill you instantly. Um, his it. ship is probably worth about 5,000 gold. Wow. All right. Ships are expensive. Screw um, that. Um, so the maybe contents of every, so you saw his ledger and everything so he had actually spent about 600 or 400 gold on the things that he bought in redport with hopes of selling them for uh he was bought them for 400 hopes to sell them for 600 netting a profit of 200 gold but then would uh other things if you like slash the price significantly in a market would your goods just sell very very fast Depends. If he's hoping to get about 600, if he was like, I'll do 500, would that make it sell much faster? Probably. I mean, you'd find people who are more willing to buy them. But you guys don't know the first thing about the trade business of spikes, uh, spices and silks and uh, whiskeys. There we go. So I think maybe I I want to head to Aldrich's uh, home slash store. I'm going to give another go at trying to um, talk this guy around. Aldrich actually lives in Baroness, in the Baroness's estate, in her uh, keep at the top of the hill in town. You To get an audience with him is not something that you just walk up and do. So Rohana pulled a solid formula. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I go and look for Van Helsing. Uh, you would find... We're yeah, you know that he is over at the Twin Towers estate. So you guys will probably show up uh, while Tyrus is there or just after. But um, let's do the Tyrus thing now then. So Tyrus shows up at the estate. Um, and Lord Twin Towers says, mm, Mr. Bellows, thank you for coming on short notice. These men here say that there is a peasant in Burnshire who is plotting an assassination of myself. I, as you know, Sir Edgar died recently, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Van Helsing here did the ceremony himself. And while they were in Burnshire, one of the troublemakers in town had approached our friend Croak here uh, about aiding him in my demise. Uh, as you know, threats on the life of a noble is punishable by life imprisonment, or if there's ample enough evidence, death. Would you go to the Burnshire village, while it still stands, and collect these men? Now, Tyrus, uh, I know you to be a very clever man and a man of martial prowess, but I have uh, fear that if you were to show up in town with any amount of force, these peasants would simply and merely flee off into the wilds and would gather their forces for a later attempt, one that we may not have full knowledge of. I see this as an opportunity to cut this snake in half, cut its head off right now, and avoid any future problems. Now, he approached me looking to lay ambush to Mr. Twin Tower. Uh, if we were to lay the ambush instead for Mr. Spike, 
in, in, is what I'm proposing here is that perhaps Mr. Twin Tower is not comfortable doing this himself, but if you were to impersonate him with a small number of men, maybe two or three, maybe, maybe more, but that seems like an appropriate number to me, you could accompany myself down the road, um, and when the uh, ambush were to happen, uh, we could spring it um, with yourself and your men, and perhaps we could even hide a few in the, in the forest ourselves. And, and in this way, we would eliminate this uh, vile creature from the world without him running off and creating worse and, and unknown plans in the future. Tyrus, who's a middle-aged man, nods slowly and says, well, a counter ambush is not a bad plan, but if we know where these people live, and hmm, how many men does this, what, what is this peasant's name? Spike. He, he goes by Spike. Do we get like a raw, like, there were a bunch of people swarming around the house. Like, he had a few guards, right? Um, this time that you were there, you only saw the one other guy. Last time you were there, he had four other people with him and two dogs. Okay. I uh, tell Tyrus, I know he has at least ten other conspirators and men at arms that he can call upon, if not more. And he is rallying or attempting to support from the town and other towns as well. Uh, should you show up in force, he could very well leave and gather these men in force elsewhere, unknowns to us. Uh, not to contradict what my friend says, but the first time that we went to his estate, I saw maybe four people there. Five, if you include him, as well as a few guard dogs. I saw two. He may, there may have been more inside. His Those were the ones that were out and dealing with us in a mere purchase uh, a business uh, a business but uh, I assure you he led on to me when he approached me there was quite more hmm four to ten men maybe more counter ambush is sounding more and more dangerous whoever is used as bait might not make it back alive I think perhaps we should speak to the Baroness about this. She has plenty of men at her disposal. We could ride out with four or five knights, uh, 30 men at arms, surround the village by the before nightfall, and close in on it entirely. The That's village is already thinking. to be demolished, so if need be, if they hole up and resist... Could burn the house down. Burn the house down around them. Um, I, Lord Twin Towers, I, uh, I don't want to presume a... to burn your property without your permission. Is that acceptable? Twin Towers nods. I kind of say, I would agree with Sir Tyrus on this decision. I believe that's a much safer plan. Hmm. Let us go speak to the Baroness. Well. Wait, is he a sir? Is he a knight? Tyrus is not knighted. Okay. But he has a last name, which is usually reserved for nobility, but he's not from Arcadia. So Tyrus is, there's a mystery surrounding who he really okay. is. I think I just continue with Sir then unless he tells me to stop. Yeah. 
most people usually refer to him as Sir or Lord. Okay. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Or was that uh, n nothing. I just say yeah. that I agree with Sir Tyrus on the decision. Sure. Uh, all right. As you guys are heading out, you see Malachi and Croak, uh, Malachi and Corny, walking up to you. Who are they with, though? So they're with. Uh... They are with Tyrus Bellows, and Lord Twin Tower, and uh, two of Lord Twin Towers, like footmen, not like soldier footmen, but uh, servant footmen. And the whole parade of them are walking down the street towards the Baron's estate. I guess I fall in line with Bun and Croak. And I say, um, how did it go? Well, we are going to be questioning the Baroness for men. Oh, this will work just as well. We'll have to deal with the trial this way, but it's probably much safer. We don't risk killing off whoever has used his bait. Do you think Twin Tower feels as if he owes us a debt? I believe he knows that he's I believe he sees a friend in me. I did warn him about an attempt on his life. I don't know if he believes that he's indebted to me, but I believe he sees me as an ally. Why? Uh, well... Never mind. Let's go. Are we... Is this about your father? I thought perhaps Twin Tower could maybe lend the gold to pay Aldric to heal my father and I'm sure my father could make the gold back in short time. I kind of put my hand onto um, his shoulder and I said, come on. And I kind of walk back to the door and say, uh, ask if we can go back in, that I have one more matter unrelated to discuss with uh, with Lord Twin Tower. Oh, he's walking with you guys to the oh, estate. Oh, okay, so he's there. Yeah, you're all walking together down the road. Okay, I say, uh, uh, Lord Twin Tower, my friend here has a rather delicate matter he'd like to discuss with you. You've met Malachi before. Yes, I, I do remember you, Mr. Malachi. Um, a lot. Are you already familiar with what we're doing here? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Right, so. Speak up. For what it's worth, I think it's a good plan. Good. My, um, unfortunately, my father. Do you know of him? Jarrant, he's a merchant. I cannot say I do. He's returned from Redport, very ill, uh, a magical ailment. He is to die soon. Another magical ailment. Aldric, the the great, the conjurer, can save his life, but requires a hefty sum of gold to do so. One which I cannot pay. I propose. It's a a request that. Uh, I do not expect you to grant. My father is a strong merchant. He has cargo with enough to pay Aldric what he requires. If someone could lend me the gold to pay Aldric so he could save my father's life before his time passes, I'm sure we could pay you back in kind. I have no, no friends, no allies with access to wealth like you. Hmm... I would, of course, be in your debt, both monetarily and indeed. This is the interesting question. He pats you on the shoulder and says, You have brought my wife's 
defilers to justice. And your friends here have just informed me of an attempt on my life. The four of you, he says, spotting Corny, kind of pausing while looking at the gnome, uh, have been upstanding citizens. I w would be my honor to help you in your time of need. Uh, we are already on our way to see the Baroness. While we are there, we will see Aldric, and I will tell him he will have his money. I like that. Drop to one knee. Thank you, my lord. You yes, are a yes. great man. Uh, okay. Shortly enough, you guys are at the estate. There's a, a hill in the center of town. So, hold on. The town is situated on the coast, and there's a river, two rivers actually, that merge and head out, giving you a, an L-shaped town along the, the waterfront of the ocean and the, the coast itself. So the town's a little L-shaped, and in the center part, where the L with a reverse square would be the upper left corner, is a, a large falsified hill. Basically, people have piled dirt here so you can build a manor on top of it that will have a nice view of everything, and that's where the Baroness lives. There's a little bit of a cliff around this hill, and then there's a wall on top of the cliff. So the cliff is maybe 10 feet high, 15 feet high in some areas, and then there's another 15-foot wall on top of that, giving you a, a 20 to 25-foot wall uh, to climb over to if you want to get in. Up the middle, or facing the ocean side, there is a ramp that goes up the hill and goes to like a little gatehouse that is has a walls jutting out on either side of it. So it's a a recessed gatehouse. Um, it's gentle enough that horses can pull wagons up it, but other than that, it's a, a steep hill. And it, up through the, the up the road you travel, you get to the gatehouse, and seeing Twin Towers and Tyrus, you're immediately let in by the kind of slow and dull gatekeeper, uh, Vernon. I'm sorry, not very James Valmont, who is count, the Countess's brother. He's in his 30s and uh, late 30s, and he's a little, a little slow, and very kind of boring. They said he got kicked in the head by a horse when he was young, and he's not an idiot, but he he's got like no personality. He's very matter of fact, very business all the time. Uh, he lets you guys in, and you are brought into the manor for the first time. Why don't we hop off to break, and when we come back, we will deal with the inside of the of the manor house. See you guys on the other side. Bye-bye. Bye. Core Heroes, how are you guys all doing? Good. Yep. Pretty good. 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 So, you arrive at the, at the manor. It is still morning time, and Sorry. you are brought into the courtroom. This is not like a legal courtroom, it's where they hold court. Uh, think a throne room like in King's Landing or something, but much, much smaller. Much smaller. It's got room for maybe a... Uh, it's probably the size of a modern day... Ooh, I'm trying to think of a good... It's like the one in Game of Thrones, but in... Uh, oh god, Winterfell. I don't remember what that you, looks like, though. You, you have like that small scene where it's like mm -hmm. Bran overhearing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a... A room maybe 15 feet wide, 20 feet wide at the most, 30 or 40 feet long, no pillars, um, and an elevated dais with a chair on it where the Baroness would sit. But she's not here right now. You're brought in as a guard on the door. 
Um, and you wait. And 15, 15 minutes later or so, maybe 20 minutes later, the Baroness herself arrives, takes the steps, and sits down on the... wouldn't call it a throne, it's too regal, but sits upon the chair. Beatrix Velmont is 42 years old. She has been running this town for a while now. Her husband, David, is 47, but the, she is the daughter of the previous ruler, so he has no actual power. He's, um, I guess, like the, the, what's the queen's husband's name? In England. Yeah. He's the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> no real, he just He's he also just chills. a prince of Greece, I think. Really? Yeah, he's Greek. Oh. The queen's German. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, she takes a throne and sits, looks over you and says, I hear there has been an attempt, or there are plans to be an attempt on your life. Her daughter, Stella, is beside her watching. She's 23 years old and stands to inherit the throne, or the, the seat. So she attends these meetings, but doesn't say anything. I wink at her. She's engaged. It's okay. Do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's not official yet. That's true. Lord Twin Towers nods and repeats the whole story back to her and the plan of sending Tyrus with some knights and some men-at-arms and all that stuff to, to do the deed. And she listens intently and then turns to Van Helsing and says, you there, cleric. I don't think we've had the chance to meet yet. Not as of yet. Uh, I work at... I'm in the I'm in the trade district, right? Like the merchant district? Yes. Okay. I run the temple in the merchant district. Uh, I, I have not had the chance to uh, visit this courthouse as of yet. Hmm. Greetings, then. Greetings. Uh, she looks around, goes, You pointing at Malachi. Aldrich has told me of your father's ills. I am sorry for his problems. Thank you for your kind words. Hmm. Cocks her head at the gnome. Uh, and Mr. Gnome. Yes? Your people do us honor to live in our town. I know oh. some may not look at you with kind eyes, but new perspectives are always appreciated. And we hear you serve great ale. I happen to have a cask here myself. I'm so very glad to hear it. And by all means, madame, the honor is all ours. Hmm. I bow slightly. And she turns to Croak and says, And you are the one who was witness to these... Mm, discussions, these plots and plans? I am indeed. Tell me, what have you heard? Well, you see, there's this uh, man Spike that after the untimely death of uh, Sir Edgar has been plotting to step into the what perceived uh, void of power there and elevate himself to the kind of status of a minor noble. And he knows that his uh, 
only uh, resistance to that would be that of a Mr. Twin Tower, and somehow he seemed to have known about myself uh, and my companion's uh, relationship with the Twin Towers, and uh, asked me to help him lay an ambush for the uh, Lord, uh, of which I did not immediately refuse because I knew that uh, I see a clever man and a greedy man. I thought perhaps we could ambush him instead, and end this problem once and for all. And what do you think of the other plan to surround the village with men and take it more peaceably without violence? Well, uh, my, it's a good plan if it works and, and we catch him unawares, it, it will be fine. But I fear that someone who is willing to stoop so far as to murder a lord uh, is going to be on high alert for the possibility of my own double-crossing him. So I believe it would be very likely he would attempt to flee and, and have posted some kind of watch to prevent such a uh, occurrence from happening. And how many men does he have? Uh, he has... Him? at least 10 that I know of, men at arms and family. And I know that he is attempting uh, to spread word and, and rally troops from the, the village and nearby villages as well. And but, his name, uh, this usurper's name? Uh, he goes by Spike, that's the name he told me. Ridiculous. Well. She turns to Tyrus. Mr. Tyrus, uh, do you think it's 20 footmen, two knights, and yourself will be enough to take this surf? Tyrus nods and goes, well, a couple of them might get away, but they see everyone else arrested and hung for the crimes. They'll, they'll disappear. We may not catch them all, but we will destroy their ambition and any hopes they have for trying again. Does anyone else have anything they want to say? She's kind of looking over the whole room with the, any other any other words sort of look? No, I just kind of stand there. Yeah, no. Um, Croak, what is your charisma score? Uh, 13. Okay. We will follow Tyrus's advice. Uh, I will dispatch 20 of my footmen immediately. You can take one of my retainers. Um, there's still time, I believe, to get to this... What was this town, village is called? Burnshire? Yes. Mm, we'll send men out at once. Uh, bring them back. And I've already heard, has anyone else been witness to these plans? My friend the gnome uh, was there when I was approached by uh, Mr. Spike. Mm, Master Gnome, what is your name? Corny, madame. Corny, what, do you have anything to add? Hmm, not that I can think, my lady. Uh, though... Uh, this this all smells so arcady uh, that the matter should be dealt with forthwith, I'll be sure. 
Um, I'd, I'd rather not turn this into a tour. Hmm. Well, she waves. See to it. Bring them back alive if possible. If not, so be it. Uh, and we will then make plans to head to... Oh God, what's it called? Hillfort. Where... Uh, to speak with the Count about their hanging. Um, the rest of you, uh, I think my men know where to find you if need be. And we will gather you and let you know when we are to head to Newfort, not Hillfort, Newfort. Uh, very well. On an unrelated note, have you, uh, or perhaps I, sorry, I speak out of turn. I believe this is a, uh, something for Malachi to speak of. Mr. Malachi, do you have anything else that wait, I we need? Didn't already, we didn't already secure, like, the wizard going over to cure his father, have we? We still have to talk to him about that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we need to speak to Aldrich personally. I don't think it's anything to do with the bar. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, um, no, my lady, I, I think... Everything that needs to be said has been said. Your decisions are just and well informed. Excellent. Uh, if you need to speak with Aldric, my one of my men will show you to his door. I look at Lord Twin Tower. Lord Twin Tower just nods and says, "Uh, you know." Yeah, nothing. He just nods and yeah. gives you a wave. I say thank you and then bow. Okay. The court is dismissed. The party of four heads off to the door, being led by a servant who stays with you to help guide you back out of the estate. Um, there's just a, a door kind of at the this corner. It looks like a turret has been added to the back of the estate. And so you've got this slightly rounded wall with a door in the middle uh, that is locked. Is there anything so else? now that the audience is over, we're literally just gonna like leave and go uh, head up there to the village, like within an hour or something. Or are we? I think they said that they were gonna go with us, did they not? Uh, they're going immediately. Do you guys yeah, want to okay. go with them? Is it gonna um, take some time for them to like organize themselves? They've got the footmen on hand and the knight on hand. If they so they have everyone here, it'll take maybe half an hour, an hour to gather everyone together, and then they're gonna take off right away. <clears throat> I don't think your messenger plan is going to work out. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> Scrap it. All right. No, I guess we just wait to see what happens. Or at least that's what Kirk does. Maybe it's time to go get some giant hair. <laughs> uh, wait, what, we don't have to do the giant thing anymore. Yeah, well, I'm hoping no, that Twin, Twin Tower is going to accompany me to speak to Aldrich, or he's going to speak to Aldrich on my behalf. There goes um, the option for thousands upon thousands of experience. Oh, come on, guys. Slow and steady fine. wins the race now. Yeah, slow and steady keeps us from dying. We can level up fast. But... Well, we're going to sort out is another 23 administrative problems and we'll be level three. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we just, we're like we're like the ultimate outsourcing group. We're perfect. That's at least, soft I want core sissies is a better name for this and We can go and fight some goblins. <laughs> yeah. I want to at least hit level two before I die. Can we wait before going on the giant adventure, please? <laughs> no, we don't need to kill the giants. It's fine. We can kill... We can kill giants for fun later. Okay. At some point or another. Twin Towers got my back here. Yeah. Alright. You guys knock on the door. Aldrich comes down after actually quite a ways of waiting. 
Okay. Um, uh, Malachi, what are you doing here? How did you get in? I am here with uh, Lord Twintar. And my step to the side, I assume he's with me. No, he went off. He didn't follow. Oh. Um, I I probably I don't know if I if I actually go to speak to Aldrich on my own then. I mean, I, I kind of want Twintar to speak on my behalf. Or uh, okay, well that would have yeah. So if you had mentioned to ask him to come with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he would so do he, it. He said he said we'd speak to to Aldrich when we were there. Okay, so he does come with you if you requested of him. So okay. yeah, same, same. So, what, what did you want? How did you want to introduce the him? I say, Aldrich, I'm here with uh, Lord Twintar, and I step aside, and I say, um, he will lend me the gold required for your services. Excellent. I will have my spell prepared tomorrow morning. Am I there? Yes. Okay, I say, is that a? Would you still be willing to purchase giant's hair? Should we, at some point in the future, go out to retrieve it? Yes. In fact, I have a list for you. If you have other, if you come across any of the following, Sweet. please hold them for me. Let's find some easier monsters to kill. <laughs> I, I have yeah. no plan. I don't plan to go out there any, you know, immediately. This will okay. be an endeavor that likely takes some time. So sure. if you need these items immediately, the you might we might not be the people to ask, but if you're willing to wait for a while, uh, it may very well be something. These are things I need. By the time you get them, I may no longer have a need for them, but you lot seem like you travel about quite a bit. I need slime from a giant slug, hair from a giant enough to braid into a belt. I need eyes of an ogre, as well as their testicles. Uh, and the tail of a Wemmick. Preferably tails of many Wemmicks. He pauses and looks at Lord Twin Towers, kind of narrows his eyes and says, you don't need to kill them, but if you find dead Wemmicks, their tails would be useful. Very well. All right. Well, uh, I say, Aldrich, thank you again for your services. Uh, I trust to see you at first light. Obviously, time is of the essence. Mm. I hope your father makes it until then. I too hope. Okay. Would um, quick question: Would like a healing spell help with that? Would it like delay him dying? You don't know. That's not something that like clerics would. It really about. depends on the source of the ailment. But it wouldn't do any harm. I think at probably some point not. I probably asked you to maybe come and see him anyway. Yeah, I I think because uh, they're gonna leave in like what half an hour ish. Part of me wants to go up there and just kind of like accompany them for that. But um, I think I'll wait and see what the group is saying. But I I might offer to like uh, cast a healing spell on him, which might not do much good, but it might help preserve him until tomorrow morning. Yeah. If, if Malachi wants me to. Yeah, definitely. I think that Malachi will agree to that. Okay, be grateful even. Yeah, in that case, I will. Uh, yeah, I'll just cast Cure Light Wounds on his father before. So wait, are we going like do, uh, for the rest of the party? Are we planning to like follow this whole uh, troop as they go up to Burnshire? I don't Let's think so. It's not my intention. No, All right. I mean, <laughs> you've kind of concocted this whole thing, Croak. 
I, I have, and it seems that it's been seen through. <laughs> I mean, I, my purpose was to get him in an ambush, and I was hoping to to benefit a little from that. But it seems like this is just out of my hands at this point. So I guess we'll just get my revenge without any money. I think Malachi would usually be motivated to try and go along and perhaps eke out some benefit for himself in the the ashes of Spike's downfall. But given the circumstances, I think I'd probably. I fear with 20 footmen and a, few, and a night or two there and Mr. Tyrus, the looting will be uh, very closely monitored. Yeah, so with you know, and with the other distractions, I think I'm prepared to just let them go on their own. Unless there's a stronger alternative view from the rest then of the Then it seems we have nothing to do. Would you... Should we consider traveling out into the wilds? I, We have no great need, but we do stand to gain a lot from it. Looking over this list, giant slugs. Know anything about them? You want nothing to do with giant slugs. You do not want to go anywhere near giant slugs. No, giant slugs are terrifying. Yeah. All right then, ogres. Ogre uh, hill. We could probably kill one. At a range, yeah, totally. We could kill an ogre, not before someone got got there. I feel like our goal here, if we do go in the wild, should be. I'm speaking as a player here should be to like not immediately attack the first thing we see and hope that we can resolve like if we meet a giant obviously we don't want to fight it if we meet a giant it's either going to be when you have the fight or flight response it's gonna be flight but you you want to try and negotiate with them like hey we'll give you like a big tank of ale if we can have some of your hair yeah Good luck convincing an ogre to give up his testicles huh? yeah we'll have to <laughs> no we, we'd have to kill that but like uh wemmick wemmick tails uh if we they found like that up either, I don't think they give it up. But if we found dead Wemix, yeah, we could just. <laughs> this is a really dumb idea, but what if we just followed around a giant, and if it happens to kill anything that we need, or maybe if our more slimy friend did that, <laughs> I. Oh man, I mean, is there I mean, is there a need wanna... to just trek out into the wilds? Like that's not really. Like normally dangerous no 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 we can and we weren't uh, willing to do it to save malachi's father but we're willing to do it because we're born <laughs> well okay here's my logic here since we're not a, since we're apparently not going to accompany these soldiers uh, up to burnshire we have nothing to do yeah what are we gonna do well i'm gonna go shortchange some merchants and pick some pockets i don't know about you I'm gonna go man. bruce some ale man we have an yeah. hour to kill here like we have an hour left in the session we should probably yeah. find something to do with it we could um well we could hold on there let's let don't let's just move on to the next day let's take it one step at a time things are happening okay there's plenty of things going on in the world like i'm cool with waiting a few days you know running the temple for a while yeah actually doing our jobs follow the people i don't think all right Mm -hmm. uh does what happens with malachi's father then the next morning everyone gathers waiting for aldrich the conjurer to come down and do his deed the sailors are gathered about Malachi's father is weak. His skin is sappy, like just almost translucent. He seems to be wasting away. I mean, his body is still the same, but rather than having like a round belly, his belly is like flat and hanging off the sides of him. Mm -hmm. His muscles feel soft and squishy. His hair is starting to fall out. There's splotches, like dark splotches growing on his skin. Aldrich steps over him. Tells you all to stand back and casts his spell. 
chants some strange words, pulls some dust out of his pocket, drizzles it around the area, throws it up in the air. It lands on uh, your father in a kind of a puff. And the words of magic kind of give an energy to the air, which dissipates as his chanting slows. And then he bends over and feels your father's pulse, lifts his hand, looks at his face, turns it over, tugs on the hair, which pops out. And he turns to you and says, hmm, I am sorry. Does not seem that this is a magical curse or something that can be dispelled so easily. You said you had something else to try, right? I have a way to hold him here uh, and to delay the the effects, to suspend him, so to speak, but not for too long. It can only delay him for maybe a day or so, and he is looking very poor as it is. Who do you think could save him? Mother Elise? Perhaps. The magic of clerics is weaker than those of wizards, but that deals in a different realm. If this is some sort of unholy magic to begin with, you may need holy magic to repair it. Van Hilsing kind of bites his lip at that uh, <laughs> magic comment, but he says, you say this is not a magical curse. This is magical in nature. Could it be a magical disease? Yes. I believe clerics... <clears throat> it's kind of like... <laughs> that is exactly what I just said. Mm. The some... unholy filth of clerics seems to have done this to him. And you may need a good aligned cleric. the holy and righteous power of clerics is capable yeah. of curing it? Yes. This is not the time for gloating, Van. <laughs> Do you it's have like, access to this like spell? like an apple leaning against the wall. It's like, oh, it's, it's very interesting. Do you have cure disease? Uh, I do not, but Mother Elise would. Aldrich nods. Mother Elise has been known to cure lepers in town from time to time. How far away is Thornwood? One full day if you have a horse and you don't stop. Uh, Just it's about 50 there. miles away. So. To get there. Yeah. Aldrich, do you think he would be dead within 24 hours? I am not a doctor, but anyone can look upon this man and see he is almost dead. Can your this, spells, you, however. Your spell can sustain him for a short time, yes? For a short time. Would he be able to be moved during that time? Yes. It's 50 miles. How long is the journey? Or how long would it take us to make that journey? You got a, a good horse with one rider on it. You could do it in a day. A good rider and a good horse could make it in a day. Um, so you need two ride. horses. One to put the body over and another for another person to ride on and lead the other, the first horse. We could send Malachi up there. Like, he'd have to go on his own, but he could literally just ride there and not look back at whatever, you know, chances his way. I know. But it's like, we can't get four horses, but we could probably get two. No. Like, what if... How much extra weight would a gnome add, speed penalty-wise? Over 100. Yeah. Could we... True. There's no carriage, right? No, and the carriage would go too slow. That anyways. would Yeah, that would slow it down a lot. We'd have to go pretty quick on that horse. 
is he casting the spell, Neil? Like, does he want more money for that? Does he want money for the spell he's already cast? Um, oh yeah, you still have to pay him for the spell he cast. But he'll he'll bitch. is he going to still cast the spell to preserve him? Uh, well, you bring this up to him and he says it is a very strong spell. I have it written on a scroll. It is beyond my abilities innately. That is how strong of a spell this is. I would be using one of my personal scrolls in this matter, the cost of which is enormous. That's likely not going to happen then. Is Mother Elise the only person in town with the ability to cure disease? Like, I'm a cleric, right? I know the other Mo clerics yes. in town. We've got cure like disease is a third level spell. Mother Elise is the only one in this town capable of casting it. There may be clerics in other nearby towns, perhaps another cleric in Thornwood that could do such things. Is Thornwood like a reasonably sized? Thornwood is that's a little bit is, smaller anyway. than Shirebrook, actually. Okay. I mean, that's as long as it's close. Like, I figure if a cleric, oh God, how long would, I, I turned to Ultra and say, how long would he have without this spell? He doesn't know. I doubt he'll make it through the night. Look at this man. He's basically dead already. Could we make it to Thornwood and back in a day? No. Not altogether. Thornwood is where we were saying. It's yeah. a day away. Did your father write a will? <laughs> well, Malachi inherits everything. Yeah. Ship and all. Well, hey. Never mind. I mean, I, I physically do not see what else to do here. Yeah. I mean, okay, the one thing we could maybe do, you could make it all the way there in a single day, right? He probably won't last the night if you um don't take that spell. But if you put your dad on a horse and you just ride straight for uh I don't remember the town that mother at least Thornwood. Thornwood. Yeah, if you if you just go straight there and you like ride there with two horses, you might be able to get there in time. But that's the only possibility that I'm seeing. Yeah, but the chances of him I mean like look at him, right? He doesn't look like he's gonna survive that kind of journey. Riding full speed without magic to aid him. That's right, Nail, right? It doesn't look like. I cannot confirm anything. You need to it's... alleviate my guilt. <laughs> it's the only chance you have at this point to save the character. I'm kind of wishing we had just gone straight to, like, fucking find Mother Elise as soon as yeah. she's shown up now. Um... I mean, I don't even have two horses. Right. I'm sure we can find a way to rent two horses, but like that's probably the only bet you're going to have to save them. So that's that's going to be up to you because I know you'd literally have to ride out of town on your own with none of us to help you. You'd be going fast, but <laughs> we'll, um... we'll just find you Shadowfax, Lord of all horses. From... Even if I get there, though, she might just be like, oh, I need 500 gold. <laughs> I mean... Just say that uh, Van Helsing sends you under his blessing or some shit. I don't know. I don't. I'm struggling to act in a, a way that suits Malachi rather than myself. I think maybe I just let him die. All right. I mean, death is an inevitable part of all life. Yeah. Don't remind me. 
I um so I, I dismissed everyone from the room. They uh, all leave. I sit down at the side of his bed and I like talk to my father, even though he can't respond. I just talk through like times in my life where I've had to deal with great struggle and tough decisions and I've not known what to do. And I ask for his um for his guidance. If he's if there's anything in there, give me a sign, tell me. Help me, father. Um not not to ruin the moment, but would we have some of our spells like clerics? Would we keep some of our spells on scrolls? You must be at least ninth level to create a scroll. But would we keep some of them? There might be some scrolls lying around one of the temples. Like there, yeah, there's still like a big hierarchy of clerics in the town. Would it be possible that I'd be able to find like a cure disease scroll lying around? It is possible. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna look around. Okay. So. Malachi, ruin Malachi's moment. Yeah, Malachi, you're asking your father for some sort of sign. Yeah, like I think I think I don't think that there's a there's a way out. Yeah, a cloud passes over the sun and the whole room dims. Uh, there's doesn't seem to be any sign from him. His skin is he feels very cold to the touch, despite the fire that the sailors have built in the room for him and the blankets that have been piled on him. Yeah. Um Looks pretty bad. I go out, I go to the window of the room and I look out to the dock of the ship. Does it look good or does it feel guilty? Bit of both. Um, so I think, um, yeah, maybe this is, you know, like uh, the hardening of Malachi's heart. As this kind of like the decision that's been sort of in the back of his mind since this information even appeared, like that, oh, he's dying. The first, there's always that thought at the back of his mind, like, I, I, I'd stand to inherit a lot here, but obviously at the forefront of his mind was the need to save his father. But as the uh, the possibility of that has decreased and decreased, that thought at the back of my mind's got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think maybe this is the point where I think he's made up in it, within himself to let him die and sort of, yeah, it's going to happen anyway. I might as well Ooh. take advantage of it. We lost a player. We lost a, a croak. Greg died. Oh no. Um, no. He croaked. I mean, yeah. uh, hmm. uh, Bijan, lean to the right. A little bit more. A little bit more, and down a little bit. There you. Well, <laughs> not not quite that far. A little bit above the mic. You're good. <laughs> Um, Nick, go a little right. to the left, and Sean, go a little to the right. There we go. Now we're all can still be seen, even though we're in the wrong people's portrait boxes. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> yeah. So, do I like? I'm gonna just start like frantically searching around, see if I can find any cure disease spells on a scroll. Which temple do you go to? Um. So I would know if we had it at mine, right? Right. You know that your temple has no scrolls. Is there like uh is there like somebody in the town who is higher ranked than me who I could go to for advice on this? Uh, Mother Elise is the highest ranked and below her is I want to say his name is Father Owen. Yes, Father was, Owen. Yeah. Uh, he is the so next I, I want to go to him and ask for ask like to... knows of anything and if there were such a scroll if I would be able to use it. Um, yes, yes indeed. I think we may have I don't know what we have on hand. Mother Elise keeps them all in her temple. 
A good friend of mine, his uh, father has come under a magical disease, and I am incapable of, um, I, I do not have the strength, father, to cure it myself. Uh, I, I am sorry, but only Mother Elise may use those. They are hers to dispense, and the High Cleric must decide what is worth using or not. They are irreplaceable. I understand. People die every day of disease. Uh, we cannot be pulling favors from the gods to honor our my friends. One, my one point to this is that this disease is magical in nature. This we have confirmed with Aldric, which means that some cleric must have done this to him. And only by saving his life can we find more information into this. You make a very good point. Um... If he dies, we lose any lead into such an investigation. We'll never know who cast that spell. Nice. You are absolutely right. And if it comes down to it, I can always... I, I do travel some sometimes, and I can always keep an eye out, see if someday I, I plunder some tomb, and I kind of chuckle at that, and I say... And I find some sort of replacement for that scroll. Tombs are sacred spaces. I, I misspoke. I meant dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> A cleric should not be plundering anything. A cleric should be instilling the people with a sense of order and goodness. I understand. Forgive me. It is it is my youth. I have not quite lost my sense of wanderlust. Yes, indeed. But would it be possible then? I, they I may exist, I... but they are Mother Elise's to give and use. So there's no way you can make an exception. It's the only way we'll ever be able to make any headway into this investigation. We'll never track down the cleric who did this without that. And if we do, we may still never track them down. Sometimes you have to take the chance. Look, there may not even be a cure disease scroll within her collection. There's... I'm sorry, your friend's father will probably die. Very well. Um, you know where her temple is, if you want to go and ignore him anyway. No, 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 I'm, I'm not going to break into her temple. Like, yeah, chaotic good, but not like I'm literally going to disobey the church hierarchy and just steal yeah. the scroll. And yeah. Okay. I like to imagine there was a scene there where um, while Malachi was deciding to let his father die and that his own life was more important and not to take that risk. Van Helsing was still trying frantically to do everything he could to save his life. So he was by far the more the better good person. <laughs> yes. I'm just making ale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, People in chat are telling me to break in because it's the chaotic good thing to do. But I'm neutral <laughs> good. I'm neutral good. Well. Okay. You do you, man. Well, I... Um, if there's nothing that you guys are planning on doing to save his father's... Oh, hey! We're back! I'm Hello, back! A thief sale. I don't right. know what happened. It's okay. Wait, so I need you next? to sneak into a oh, church no, no. and steal a cure yes. disease scroll. Um, okay, I guess. <laughs> Am I alive? You're, you're alive. Everything's going fine. Okay. Um, the healing... No. The, the cure... Dispel magic spell failed to work. Yeah, and there's so pretty I, much. I heard a, the dispel no magic spell spell or, so, or the dispel magic's failed. 
And Van Helsing was going to look in. Um, yeah, the so we, we found out That's that there it. might be a cure disease scroll, but I'm not allowed to take it. And the only person who is is Mother Elise. And there's no way that we'd be able to find out whether or not we have her permission. Okay. So, yeah. And I, I'm not going to break. Like, there's a part of me that wants to, but there's also a part of me that really doesn't want to disobey the church. Like, they've done so much good that sometimes it's like, just have to like trust in that higher wisdom. Yeah. Believe that. Is there part of you that wants to sort of let Croak know to get him to do it, though? Well, if you let me know, I do like to steal things. I feel like he would kind of go to the bar and he'd be like, he'd be really kind of broken up about this. Like, I, I feel like he's having a bit of a moral crisis and he probably does it more subconsciously than anything else where it's like, this guy is super seedy, but he doesn't really think it so much as he's just like complaining like, oh my god, I know where I know where everything is. I could just walk in there and see if she has one, but I'm not allowed to. It's not and I, I feel like he just kind of rants like that at the bar and gets um, tell, tell me some Malachi, more about do you go to the bar? I, I just want to see who all is in there while this conversation is being had. Okay. Um I'm not I'm not there. Okay. Everyone else is pretty much there then. Um uh, Corny, I don't know if you are in the room, but if you're not, you can probably hear the conversation from downstairs. Mm -hmm. um, I think we should just always sit at that front table where the grate yeah. is that yeah. goes down to the like, <laughs> brewery room. It's perfect. So, like, that... even if Corny's not with us when we're at the half pint, he always can hear us through the grate. You can always hear it. It's perfect. perfect. Yeah. All right. Plus, like we heard, we heard something through that grate once, didn't mm -hmm. we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how we get adventures. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys maybe have like hang out with him while he's brewing the ale. Like you go downstairs and sit in the. In the I basement. wouldn't let him. That's secret, uh -oh. man. Hey, it's a sacred space. Yeah, guys, this is sacred, secret space. Yeah, I come up to you guys whenever, okay. whenever you're having a big conversation. So sure. So the three of you are gathered. Continue. You're having moral problems, right? Yeah, I, I feel like you just. He's not willing to suggest it. He probably doesn't even think about suggesting it, but he's like just complaining. I feel like there's just this one part in his head that's like thinking, Crook might actually do this if I just com like continue to bitch about this. I think. Uh, all right, so well, tell me, tell me about your church and how it's how it's set up a little bit here. You can't walk in there. I mean, what what's preventing you from walking into the room other than her words? I'm a cleric of the church. If I were to steal that scroll, I could, I could lose my position. I could lose everything. It's not your church either, right? It's a different, it's a different temple. Then, mm -hmm. oh, it's a different oh, yeah. temple. It's, it's physically a different building. Yeah. Ah, I see. That's a little bit different, I guess. I thought it was in your church. Is it set up the same? Like, I don't, can you just walk in and say, hi, I'm a cleric and there's a godly need for this scroll? I, I already attempted that. It's the only person with the authority to access those scrolls is Mother Elise. Neil, if I were to get on horseback and ride the whole way, would I be able to make it to Thornwood and back before nightfall or is it just one way? Um, it's 50 miles, a single horse. Okay, yeah. Like no, if I you. If you were an extraordinarily gifted rider and you had four horses that you could switch between, you could do there and back in a day. Like that's I, what the Mongols could make a hundred miles in a day on a yeah, horse. I, I am not an extraordinarily gifted rider, unfortunately. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
All right, so the, the role play is going to be difficult here since I kind of cut out. But basically, I am definitely interested in sneaking into a church and stealing a scroll because I feel like, A, I can help Malachi out, who's a friend of mine, and B, I could probably get something else. If there's a scroll with that much power, there's probably something else in there. I don't think Van would ever suggest it. And if you said, oh, I could go do that, he'd be like, no, no, don't. That's not... Well, let's do this in character. Let's not try and find a way to get out of the role-playing aspects of it. This is a, right. a role-playing game at the core. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like he's just kind of at the point... Like he, he was complaining about it for a while. He talked about it, and at this point, he's just kind of drinking. He's, like he's, he's really conflicted on a moral level, but he doesn't think he can do anything about it at this point. So I feel like I've stopped. Okay, so Croak's going to change tax with him then. Croak's going to give him drinks and whatever, and I'm going to say things like, tell me about your staff. Tell me about who's in the temple. Tell me about where you're, like, what's, what's in your temple? How is it situated? Like, I want to talk about your temple and then, like, take that knowledge well, and apply it. Okay, so let's, let's do some just general temple talk. Um, all the temples in this part of the world are pretty much built the same. They might change a little bit, but they all have the same structure, which if you take a look at roll 20, you will see. Um, there's the, the center area where everyone does their worshiping and there's little altars to all the different gods. And then there's four larger chambers, one for the head priest, one for the acolytes, which is just kind of like bunk beds and you know places where people can sleep. It's very primitive. Then there are two storage places, one for day-to-day -day materials that everyone has access to and another door that only the head cleric or head priest, whatever, has access to. Um, that door is locked and has a key. Now, uh, town to town differs. Like, what, uh, if you have like three temples in a single town, they may all use the same key, just so that way the head cleric can open all the doors. The head cleric may have a key to each different door. Really, it varies. Um, uh, da, da, da. Van Helsing, you definitely have a key to your temple, but you don't know if your key works on any other temple doors, and you don't know if anyone else has a... Well, you know Mother Elise can get into your storage room, your, your head clerk access only storage room, but no one else can, you think. Does she, does she carry around a big ring of keys? Yeah, she would carry the ring on herself, or she might leave it in her chamber, but if she locks her chamber, then she wouldn't leave the key behind if she's in there. Unless that's something that she does, if she doesn't want to take it out of the room. Um, but as you can see, the door is very visible to everyone, to anyone that might be in that main room. Okay. Uh, okay. So, what time of day are we at? It's evening? How late? No, it's actually morning. Morning. Yeah. Okay. So, I want to, I want to go to Frederick in Van Helsing's temple and try to, and I'm going to be uh, Mr. Frederick, uh, I need to check Mr. Van's quarters here. Uh, he is distraught over the uh, 
potential death here of Malachi's uh, father. And he, he is at the bar. I need to look for uh, just a, a key for him. He asked me to come get. Uh, could you let me into his quarters here? Uh, sure, of course. Um, you, Van Helsing, do you much. usually keep your headquarters locked? Um, I would imagine so. Probably. I mean, I feel like that's standard. Yeah, you mean you lock your door on, yeah. on the way out? Um, I, would I you have given anyone else a key to your your sleeping quarters? I feel like some of the higher acolytes in the temple would know about it. They'd know that I'm like, uh, I'd have like a spare key somewhere. So they, Frederick they would would, would know where a key would be. Yeah. Or maybe even Frederick carries a spare key. Just Yeah, like okay. just in case of an emergency. All right, Frederick, let's croak in. All right. So I'm going to look through here to see if there's that like head key to the storage access in his room. Van, where do you keep your... On me. On you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you... It was worth a look. You shuffle around. There's a desk. There's some other stuff, but no, no key. Hmm. I seem to not be able to find it, Mr. Frederick. That is unfortunate indeed. Uh, I'll have to go back to Van. I thank you for your for your help in this matter. He is quite distraught. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would normally carry it on me, but maybe give it to Frederick when I leave town. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next thing I'm going to do is go down to the uh, dock district. Um, and find myself, uh, I think we called him Three Fingers, the bartender, um, from our first session. And uh, I want to hire uh, a whole bunch of sailors and just kind of generally dirty people, like a bunch of them, to go pray at uh, Lady Elise's temple. How do you tell them that you're hiring them to pray? Uh, well, the, the first thing happen. I do is uh, my contacts of Mr. Uh, Three Fingers, and I tell him uh, in, in like Thieves Cant or whatever, he's like, all right, so there's this nice cherry pie sitting on a windowsill, and uh, I'm afraid that uh, one birdie uh, isn't going to be enough to get to it because of this window. I need myself, you know, a good 30, 40 birdies uh, to, to work for me. Any, any uh, falconers you may know of around here? 30 or 40 birds is a lot of, it's a big flock. It is, but it's a, it's a simple task. All they need to do is chirp. Just some chirping. I don't know 30 or 40 off the right away, but maybe you can find a way to get 30 or 40 birds to head somewhere. Maybe get some bird seed, toss it about. They'll all come flocking and chirping of their own. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what kind of bird seed they eat in these days? Is it uh, shiny or is it uh, more of a different kind? gears and his head slow so he tries to keep up the metaphors and goes um <laughs> pretty beautiful bird seed 
All right, all right, I see what you've done now. You go ahead and you tell any birdies that come on into this bar here that uh, there's going to be some bird seed available in the, uh, in the Church of Lady Elites. Uh, and all they need to do is sit and chirp here at, um, and I give them a time, like in the evening. Like mm-hmm. whenever the, the church is usually going to be kind of breaking for like meals or there's going to be fewer people Lunch in there. Lunchtime. I give them that time of day. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually like three hours from now. Okay, great. Three hours from now. And there's going to be some bird seed in there for them. They just head on by. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go to basically the docks and just kind of walk around uh, talking loudly to myself about uh, bird seed in the church in about three hours. And I just walk around and it, I probably look insane um, to most people, but I just walk through like the, the, the crowds in the dock district, just repeating that for about an hour. <laughs> okay. All right, done. Okay. So then my plan is to go to Lady Elise's church uh, in about three hours. And uh, there's just going to be, hopefully, a congregation of people um, that have, uh, have arrived. And I'm going to kind of go up to each one of them um, in turn, acting like I'm praying um, in front of various God statues or whatever. Um, and then I'm going to just kind of slip them. Um, I'm going to slip them. I guess it depends on how many there are, but I'm going to slip them uh, uh, at least a couple silver each. So you get to this Just temple around the, the time when people uh, are usually breaking for lunch. Uh, it gets a little calmer around there. And in start filtering all sorts of sailors. Now, it's well worth mentioning that Lady Elise's temple, the one that she runs is in the noble district of town. Usually mm-hmm. it's just filled with the hoity-toity posh people. The, Perfect. The well-to-do. Uh, of course, it's a, it's a temple, so anybody is technically welcome to come in whenever they like. This just happens to usually be attended by the nobility. So all these sailors come walking in, looking around, checking things out, going and praying. And the few nobles that are in there immediately look, like, stop what they're doing. Kind of just, what's going on? And they kind of gather together and whisper. And then they start to leave in twos and threes. Nice. (laughs) Um, Until it's just you and a pack of... pack of eight sailors. Oh, fun. Okay. Well, I go to each sailor and I give them four silver each, um, quietly, kind of uh, off to the side. And I say, now chirp loudly and get their attention, please. And uh, I I do that to each one of them. Okay. And uh, my hope here is that they are going and getting the attention of the of the various acolytes and people in the temple. They have the acolytes' attention. They're walking around. Some of them start like touching things and. You know, why doesn't our temple have, you know, paintings are so Perfect. good here. Look at this. Hey, I think I can reach your boobs. Ha ha. <laughs> and you start like. Perfect. And while they're. And the acolyte's like, no, no, don't. No, stop that. Put it down. No. But what are you doing here? Why are there some. Get. Put down. There's. They're running around. This is. Excellent. This is insane. Good. And as, as they get all of the attention possible on them, I'm 
I'm going to make my way quietly and as stealthily as I guess I can over to the head cleric access and mm -hmm. take out some tools and try to quickly make work of this lock. What is your pick locks percentage chance? My pick lock percentage is 45. That's pretty Dang. good, actually. Yeah. Um, Not bad at all. Let's see what quality lock they have here. Please be crappy. And I have my thieves picks. Right, that just keeps it. Right. I just wanted to make sure that that was yeah known. Good. Does he get a bonus for the amazing high he's having after coming up with that amazing plan? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I guess the lock types are in the DMG. Um, you even gonna know the scroll when you see it. Yeah, that's what I was. I just thought of he that. can't read. <laughs> I can't read. No, nope. I can't grab read. all of the scrolls. We'll see what's in there. You know, it yeah. could be one scroll enshrined on something. It could be a dozen. B, C, D, e. Oh God, why can't you read? <laughs> because it's more beautiful if you can't. <laughs> I just want him to get in there and like bring me a scroll of like I don't know polymorph or something. I just imagine him like bringing every single scroll he finds like sneakily out the door. He's like just polymorph him into a healthy human. <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh, that would work. I that think. would work. Yeah. Or um. Oh god, I don't even know. It's not even a D and D spell. It's one of the weird, creepy sex spells from Fatal RPG. <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. 45% chance, you say? 45. There we go. All right. DM rolls in secret. Come on, load dice. This lock is a lot harder than it looks. Much harder. And you're having some trouble with it. But sure enough, enough patience and enough work on it. And you get the the tools in just the right spot and everything clicks and turns and the door opens in your hand but it is definitely a above average lock quality oh, man. all right i really should have brought malachi with you excellent so i um i enter in and uh, look to close the door behind me quietly and mm -hmm. see what i see um it is a well it's that same weirdly shaped room it's kind of shaped right. like the town almost um, uh -huh. they're kind of like backwards l yeah and there's a couple of shelves with some rolled up pieces of parchment there's some vials and what looks to be like potion containers lying about there are mm -hmm. holy mm -hmm. symbols stacked there's some other drawers there's shelves there's some robes uh, but mostly the room is kind of empty mm -hmm. uh, it's a quite a large room and not all that much in there you do see some interesting, um, there's like some iron maces lying around. Um, so there's an iron dagger lying around as well, or steel, I should say, oh, instead shit. of iron. Um, but you, you see a catch of 12 potions and eight scrolls. Okay. Oh, and you um... know, there's also another ch a chest in here. That probably contains all of the money for this temple. Okay. Uh, first things first. Uh, scrolls, size-wise, do they fit in my bag? Yeah, totally. You could fit all eight in your bag. 
Because I'm, I'm talking like scrolls that would, small scrolls. There's also some like big, huge. Fat it's not like rolls. those big, like tubular, like. No, there scrolls. are some of those really big ones, but those are probably like sacred texts. If you're looking okay. for like magic okay, so writing they're scrolls, smaller. they're smaller, rolled up. Would there be any way of me? I, this is a stupid question because the answer is no, but is there any way of me identifying like more valuable or more complexity in the scrolls? No, no way. Yeah, I didn't, I know. Um, okay, uh, scrolls in the bag, all of them. In a, there, there's, I have a, I'm actually gonna keep them somewhat separate. Scrolls go into my, uh, one of my large sacks. Um, and then I'm gonna look at that chest. Is it locked? It is locked. Uh, uh, go for it. Let's pick some locks. Just realized how suspicious this is going to look when the scrolls go missing and then my father miraculously heals. You <laughs> cannot pick the lock. Okay. It is out of your ability. Okay. Then I pick up one or two potions. I pick up two potions at random, uh, put them in my backpack, and I will leave. Okay, let me hold on. Figure out which potions you've taken from the temple. Did not ever expect to have to prep this material in advance. <laughs> Breaking into the temples and stealing their supplies. It's just... It's unthinkable. How could you? <laughs> Should be ashamed. It's relatively straightforward, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you gotta when you gotta die and do it, you're gonna go to the temple and take some stuff. Well, to be uh, fair, I think the sailors bit helped a lot. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, that was very smart on your part, Greg. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> do you have the forgery skill by any chance? Me? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a I'm a I'm a hunter and illiterate. Ah. Uh, no, but uh, you don't have to be literate to be able to forge stuff. That's fair, but my secondary skill does not include forgery. Yeah. So I do not believe I could accurately forge anything. I was going to say, you could just like forge every single scroll that you steal. <laughs> just like replace them. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. trying to, she tries to cast them ever at one point. She's like, why isn't yeah. it working? This is not magical. Oh, that'd be beautiful. That'd be great. Yeah. Hold on. I have yeah, to read what this does before I... <laughs> what the fuck, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I did not ask, nor do I condone this. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to cover it for yourself. <laughs> it's too late for that now. Yeah. Oh, okay, if he steals a bunch of potions, I, I had nothing to do with that. True, true. He gives me a scroll. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> All right, I have these potions written down now. Hold on. It's going to take me a little while to write these down. If you guys have anything you would like to chat about in the meantime. 
So, stealing from the church. I mean, this is exciting for me because when we first created the characters, that was one of the things Malachi and I could do. And then we kind of abandoned that because it would be really dumb for friends to steal from our friend. Yeah. But this character was entirely created for the initial mission of stealing from the church. Like that was that was what my thief skills went into at first. And then we only hid in shadows and sneaked for a while. So I was like, shit, we better put some stuff in that. I, yeah. I was wondering why you had such low uh, hide in shadows and sneak, but you put everything into pick locks, didn't you? I put everything in pick locks and, and pick pockets because I was oh, going to wow. be stealing from the church. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's, de- that's dedication. No, I feel like if you're trying to metagame a thief, pickpockets is probably the one that you want to put, like, no points into. Yeah. Because, like, find and remove traps, hide in shadows, and pick locks are all far more valuable. Yeah. And honestly, know, pick locks sure. Dungeoneering-wise, at least. I was just... I was all in on this idea. It was hilarious to me that uh, Malachi and I were going to steal some, like, artifacts and sell them yeah. on the black market. But uh, this is a good substitute. I enjoy this. I wonder what Malachi's doing oh, while all this is going on. Crook, did you realize that you get XP for all for the GP yeah. value of the stuff you steal? I don't know. If no, I didn't that. actually, but I'm excited for that. Yeah. Oh god. Level level five here. Croak is gonna level hard. Yeah, you might just like get five <laughs> or six levels right here. No, the mm. rule book specifically state you cannot gain more than one XP or one level per session. session. Okay. Shit, Wait, though, what if he gets more, more experience than that, though? Will he it cuts off, I think, it's either like one XP before below the next level, or it cuts off at halfway. I, I'd have okay. to double check in the rule book. So it doesn't say you can just like gain that XP and then levels are awarded to you until you catch up? No, you okay. stop gaining XP at a certain point. All right. But that would be a ton of experience because it would be the rest of what I have to get to level three and then all of level four, right? Like that's more experience than I'll probably get. You need like 1200. You steal like half the scrolls and you steal like thousands and thousands worth of potions. And one of the things you'd fail to steal is cure disease. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would be the funniest thing ever. You better fucking go to Malachi to like identify those scrolls because that was actually my plan. Okay. The fact that you say that is funny because that was exactly where I was going next. Oh, uh, man, I'm trying to think what I'm doing. Like you're gonna turn up with the way to save him, and I'm probably like going through the house and like appraising or, 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 or <laughs> he was like, on the thing. Well, honestly, Croak's thought was that Malachi would either be bereaved at the at his house or talking to us in the or or bereaved and like drinking with us and since you weren't drinking with us my first plan was to go to the house to find yeah you. So, i think that's where i thought i'm definitely if you're there house. that's perfect i mean he yeah. is already 58 it's like even if you save him he'll die not too far down yeah 58 is old right in this See, i mean like age. even if you do save him it's not like you're gonna be holding off on that inheritance forever it sounds stupid but he's got he's got like a squeeze going on with this woman hasn't he i feel like he's got something to live for <laughs> no that's that's pretty fair I mean, he's yeah. writing, you know, erotic fan fiction. For exactly. Him. Yeah. I mean, that's. Let's just ignore <laughs> the fact that he's your life. father. You know. <laughs> hey, man. There's, there's just no good family relationships on this cast. I think I've got a good, a good. Uh, we can make that happen. Plot him, twist. But I don't think we're particularly yeah. close. Plot My twist, parents kind of like me. Dead. He just like left. To they leave you in the cellar and don't let you see customers. Are you sure <laughs> they like you? I make that choice for myself. All right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I feel, 
thing is, it's probably it's probably Stockholm syndrome with him. Like his parents don't want him out, but he doesn't want out anyway. So it's perfect for them. He likes being in the cellar. He likes it in the cellar. <laughs> yeah, he likes brewing ale for people who he never meet. Like sitting down, just like so. I'd have to have sixty one hundred to hit the cutoff of multiple levels. That's probably not happening. You're fine. Yeah. He's just like scratching his face down in the cellar. It's like, yes, nobody likes nasty treases. <laughs> it's like I'm. Just, at some point, I'm probably imagining like I just get tired of of, of brewing for a night, and I accidentally. I don't accidentally, but I on purpose just drink like a whole keg and I've got just this empty keg of ale next to me and I'm all distended. <sighs> That's a beautiful image. You just laying on your back with a big bubble. Yeah. And you come down and you're like, been loose. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Almost done with all these things. Got to make my notes. Sorry. Right. Had to be. Well, I normally would have the stuff prepped ahead of time, but. Yeah. Well, while Neil finishes that up, we should set up our private chat and figure out how we're going to burn the whole town down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The goal is not to burn the town down. It's to run this bitch. That may be your goal. Oh, well, no, actually, no, that is my goal. No, my goal is I don't really care as long as everyone gets to try my ale and likes it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm totally with you, crew. And when I run this bitch, everyone drinks the ale. Like, you're the Fuck number yeah. one ale supplier. Done. Two, Let's three, do it. Yeah. I'm totally every time you enter a building. Yeah, yeah, it's like someone's just standing at the entrance of every building. Would you like some corny ale? And if they, <laughs> and if they say if they say no, it's like I wasn't asking. Yeah. Like you're walking into your own house. There's a bouncer outside to drink minimum. Yes, yes. Oh, such plans. Um, God, there's so many spells. <laughs> Oh, you're having to generate all the scrolls. Gosh. Yes. Everybody's conflicted uh. about everybody's conflicted about Corny's ale. On the one hand, they hate being forced to buy it all the time. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, it's good, it's good ale. I mean, it's it's not bad ale. I've got the best ingredients and the best pizza. And uh <laughs> <laughs> just become ale. Papa John's. I just become the Papa John's of ale. That's it. Next thing you know, you'll be making brookies. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I Everything is all right. I've got all of our okay. stuff. Nice. All right. So does he just like walk out with like his pockets just like stuffed and like? Bullets? Well, no. That's like, I, I have it in my bags, right? <laughs> it's got like cantaloupes under his clothes. <laughs> I'm fat. It's just it's just extra rolls. Yeah. yeah you hide it well. Oh. I do. Yeah. Okay. And you grabbed two potions, right? I said I grabbed two potions at random and all the scrolls. Yeah. Okay. And I'm very sad that the lock on the chest was too much for me. <laughs> okay. Um, continue. Okay. What do you do now? Uh, so then I I leave the uh, the the special room um, and as as quietly and stealthily as possible, and then try to leave the leave the temple. Not a problem. Really you slip out the temple. That was a really Excellent. easy heist for such like priceless yeah. artifacts and scrolls. Well, first, who steals from the temple? <laughs> and well, this whatever. I, I actually, I should not say anything. I should just let it play out on its own. Yeah, let it happen. He's, he's cursed now. He he activated a a trap card. Um, I refuse to say anything. Um, Croak, I hope I am well. going to find Malachi. 
uh, you, where did you say you were going to go to find I'm him? I'm going to his house where the, the dad is wasting away. Right. That, that is the plan of action for me. You find Malachi. Right, I, I come to the door and look through the peephole and like let you in. Croak, what are you doing here? And I've got uh, like well, uh, my like uh, deep bags under my eyes, like I haven't slept. Uh, Mr. Malachi, uh, Mr. Uh, Heelsing told me there was a way to cure disease in the temple, written on a scroll. And unfortunately, he was powerless to get it. But I fear I have that power myself. Now, I know if I return to him with all of the scrolls, uh, he will be mightily upset. But if you could identify for me the correct one, I can bring it to him and he can heal your father. Um, can I do that, Neil, without casting identify? Can I try and read the names of these scrolls? You need to the read magic spell. Um, what time is it? Would a cleric recognize a scroll on site? No, you would need to like if you opened roll unrolled the scroll and looked at it. It's kind of gibberish to you, but it looks like gibberish in the magic of language, sort of gibberish. Okay. Um. So, well, hold on. Let's let's break things down a little bit more here. Let's slow down a bit. There are three types of scrolls. There are magical protection scrolls. Anybody of any class can read these. You don't need any anything to do. Anyone can just pick up a magic protection scroll and read it and cast it. Then there are wizard scrolls and there are priest scrolls. Those are other two categories. To read a wizard scroll, you need to cast read magic to know what the scroll is, and then you can cast it from there. Or you can just cast the scroll with not knowing what it is at all. Um, same thing for priest scrolls, except I don't think you need the read magic on it because priests don't have read magic. Nice. I would imagine not. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that in a moment. I will say Baldur's Gate doesn't require you to use read magic. To read Baldur's Gate scroll. is not <laughs> 100% legit. Oh, look. Priests do not get read magic though, do they? I don't think that's no, a thing. Um, would it be reasonable to assume then if priests don't need read magic, then these are written Malachi in such a way that Malachi yeah. could read them? Yeah. He should be able to read it. Makes sense to me now. Yeah, I'm not seeing read magic. So um, let me look up scrolls in the player's handbook. Just because it wouldn't make sense for like clerics, like if clerics don't have read magic, it wouldn't make sense for clerics to have to use it to read a scroll. Right, that doesn't make sense, but there might be... Well, scrolls, page 144, page 57, scrolls used by thief. Thieves, you may want to take a look at that. Uh, uh, use magic device. Wait, what book? Player's Handbook. Can you give me that page number again? Uh, 57, I think. Oh, that's right. I have a different version of the book than you. Okay. It's under the the thief character creation area. Also a creating Okay, the only way to know what a scroll contains is to silently scan its contents. For scrolls containing wizard spells, this requires use of a read magic spell. Other scrolls can be read by all. This scan does not cast a spell written on the scroll, but it tells the character what is written there and exposes him to the effects of any curses. I feel like that makes sense, because priests are much less secretive about yeah. their uh, okay. magic. Okay, so for anyone who can read, could read these priest scrolls and see what spells are written on them, unless unless there are wizard spells on them. 
So maybe oh, I like okay. I like smash a load of stuff off like the dining room table and like start unfurling these scrolls one at a time. All right. The first scroll contains four cure critical wounds spells on it. Holy shit. The second one contains insect plague and animal uh, animate object. I will I'll copy and paste these okay, all okay, to you. Okay, okay, okay. The yep. third is hold poison, cure critical wounds, and blade barrier. The fourth is neutralize poison twice and heal once. The Shit. fifth is dispel evil once and sticks to snakes once. And the last one has protection from dragon breath, protection from cold, and two cure disease spells. Bam. Here is the full list. I'm posting it in Discord. All right. Well, uh, dispel evil. We need to yes. be a priest to cast them now. No. Anyone right. can read these, I think. I would. I say to I say to um Croak. Croak. I... Where did you get yes. these? The temple. You stole them. I appreciate it, friend. Anything for friend. Friends are the most important things. They're going to know these have gone missing when my father is healed. Yeah, I would personally come to Van Helsing with the... Uh... I think, I think, Mr. Malachi, that you should not cast this spell. I intend to leave this scroll with Mr. Helsing. And in the morn, he shall find it. Um, the rest of these, I think we should secret away. Because as you say, they shall know that uh, things have gone missing. Uh, okay, I need to re revise something. Priest scrolls can still only be cast by priests, but anyone can read them to know their contents. Yeah, okay. that, makes, that makes more sense. There we go. Because at 10th level, thieves gain the ability to cast priest scrolls. Right. I would advise finding a way to leave it with me before the morning because I don't. Yeah. Have to he might not. He might not make it through the evening. Okay. Broke. Then, then I shall leave it with him uh, this very night. You will leave it with him rather than speak to him personally. I suppose you're right. I you... fear that uh, stealing from a church, even not his, may uh, irrever irrevocably harm our relationship. And as I said, friends are first and foremost. If you can leave the scroll with him and he doesn't necessarily know that he took it or that left it there, perhaps this can all work out. That Go. is my plan. Make like the wind. Yeah. Um, who is keeping the other scrolls? I want I want to have Malachi secret them away for me. Yeah, I, okay. I spend the next few minutes trying to look for a place in the in the house to hide them. Malachi, please write these scrolls on your character sheet. Yep. Um, except for the one that has the cure disease stuff. Um, it is important that you keep track of these. If at some point they're just not on a character sheet or missing or something like that, that means they have been misplaced by the uh, characters and lost. So write them down. Keep careful track. Can I get the... I just have two potions. Can I just keep that on my character sheet somewhere? Yes. You can try to, to identifying potions. You basically just you taste some of it. Okay. Um, I'll do a, that later. I just want to know what I'm doing with them. Those are those are staying with me. I haven't told anyone about those. Okay. Okay. 
So I uh, make to the uh, I make to the uh, half pint to find Van Helsing. Okay, you find Van Helsing at the half pint. Van, how deep are you in drink? I don't think he got drunk. Tipsy, maybe. Okay. Um, I order you another drink. Uh, and uh, I talk about um, the gods, and I say that uh, you'll find that often they are kind folk, and those who pray and believe hard enough may grant miracles. Uh, and uh, we have a deep conversation about it. I feel that your true faith will be rewarded tonight. And... Uh, I'd like to use my pickpocket skill to slip um, the scroll into like his bag or his pack. What is your pickpocket pick skill? 30. Does he get an advantage though? Because he's not trying to take it directly out of his pocket. If any, no, I was going to say the any advantage is also lost. I mean, you're trying to it's put something same, in and take it out. It's the same skill. So I mean, put he something can repeatedly in, roll it. And, and let, like, he can repeatedly roll it over the conversation as long as he doesn't roll like a 97 plus. Yeah, that's true. Right, well, yeah. let's right. Roll, your, roll your thing. Oh, shit. I'm not even in roll 20. <laughs> yeah, we haven't actually had a single roll, single roll yet dice. today yeah, in game. Nope. Saying, yeah, like, is that within your limits? First fail. Uh, conversation continues, and uh, I talk about the the um, plight of man and in, in sickness and health, but uh, in time that uh, the the gods may look favorably on us all. And uh, I roll again, and I fail. <laughs> what's your What's your chance for this? Thirty. That's okay. yeah. Keep rolling. Oh, God, I see your HP roll at the top. <laughs> and, it's all right. You uh, might I get say... to make another one. Huh? You might get to make another one soon. Yeah. And I say, uh, sometimes we have to look inward at our own possessions, and we may find what we need here amongst ourselves. And I roll it again. 100? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> No! Alright. No. So you notice you me with a scroll kind of trying to shove it into you. <laughs> I fucking called it. Oh, God. <laughs> huh. Oh, shit. This is good. I say, uh... I say, what is that? I look you dead in the eyes with the like scroll, and I say, it's the work of the Lord's. I kind of look at yourself. it. And then I leave it on your lap, and I leave. Okay. I, like, I think he looks at it and has this, like, moment of just kind of shock on his face. Where he, like, he wasn't expecting this. And, it, like, he kind of, like, puts his head down, completely conflicted. He has his eyes closed. And after a second, he just kind of like looks up with a hardened face and just stands up with the scroll and starts to walk toward Malachi's house. Yeah. Here we go. Where do you come back to the house, Croak, or do you like go back to your own living quarters? This is what I fucking get. I'm trying to find a fall guy for my crime. Let me think for a bit. No, no, I don't go back to the house. I do something else. I um. Oh man. 
this is what I fucking get for serving a chaotic good deity. <laughs> yeah. At least you're still within the realms of realism. Yeah. So why do you come to the house? I come straight to the house and I say, Malachi, I don't know how I receive this, but I have a chance to save your father. I feign shock. <laughs> oh my what? god. I, like, I know what how it, I it, got it directly, but I don't know how that happened. Right? What is this? Is what I meant. I'm going like, to look over the scroll and start like reading reading down it. It's a is chance this... to cure your father's disease. I look like <laughs> one last glance out the window to the ship and look back at you and say, let's go. Right. Start running up the stairs. I cast it. I like I go straight up to him. I do whatever is needed in preparation, and then I, I cast the spell from the scroll. Okay, give me one sec here. Turns out it wasn't a disease all along. <laughs> yeah, you cast it and it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> the real cure, guys. No, the, the nice part is if it doesn't work, then they'll never suspect me because if I had stolen the cure disease scroll, he'd be alive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So you go over and you cast the cure disease scroll yes um it takes a few moments you chant the words that section of the scroll crumbles in your hands just like falls off of the rest of it mm -hmm. um and the color kind of swirls the dark splotches that had been growing larger quickly just fade and the color returns to his skin um, and he breathes, uh, <gasps> his eyes flutter open and he like. looks up and around, uh, as the color returns to his face. Father, I, just, uh, I don't say anything. I just stand up and I, I, uh, look toward Malachi and say, I must speak to father Owen. And I just kind of thank you. walk out the door, Van but I, I take the scroll with me. I don't like leave it with him. I take okay. the rest of the scroll with me. Malachi. Yes, father. It's me. You're alive. Was I dying? Yes. Uh. Somebody did this to you. That there is there is time for that. You must rest. Uh. Sleep. Uh. He rolls over and is quickly unconscious. Um, Van Helsing, what are you doing? I walk into the temple. Uh, I go straight to Father Owen. I have the scroll in my bag, and I um I kneel in front of him. Like, is it empty? Like, are we? I, I kind of like want to speak to him alone at this point. Uh, you could. There are people about. If you want to speak to him alone, you can ask to speak to him privately. Yeah, I, I ask to speak to him alone. All right, he takes you into his personal chambers. I uh, I kneel down in front of him and I say the oh so famous line of, "Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned." What have you done, Malachi? Uh, Van Helsing. <laughs> I kind of I pull the scroll out of my bag and I hand it to him. I say, "I do not know how this came to me. I did not steal it from the temple. However, I have a strong suspicion that is where it's from, and you can confirm it yourself if you would so choose." He I narrows his was, eyes. I knew this was a likely. I knew that this was likely its origin, and I chose to cast it anyways to save a life. But where I've sinned, I've already come to make a penance. I will find the man who cast this spell. I will find this cleric and I will bring him to justice. I don't know how long it will take. It could take a year. It could take many years. 
but I will not give up on this quest until I have fulfilled my penance. Come with me, he says, and he roughly grabs you by the collar. Uh, how tall are you? Uh, like six feet. I'm really tall. All right. So he grabs you by the collar until you're on your feet, and then it's just like you know, he's reaching up to drag yeah. you with him. I, I kind of like gently grab his hand and take it off and say, uh, I will follow you. He takes you back to the to the temple in question. Um, and as you, the two of you approach, a whole bunch of acolytes run up to you and say, oh my god, there were there were sailors all over the place. They were touching things and doing all sorts of weird things and then they, they all left at once and and we, we there's been a break in Father Owen. Come look. Father Owen turns and glares at you and I, you're brought into the, the storage room and they point and he walks over and looks and goes, there's the scrolls. scrolls. They're all gone. And I look at him with like a very serious face at hearing that. And he looks at the potions and I, I don't know how many there were, but maybe the, maybe these are all, I don't, I know we had at least some scrolls. I don't know how many potions that, that should be here. Potions the, the treasure chest. He goes to open the chest and it's locked and he tries to shake it and you can hear the jingling of coins inside. He goes, at least that's safe. Oh my God. What? Scrolls and potions? I, scrolls. Scrolls for sure. Maybe. Hold on. Uh, he looks over at the weapons. I, I they're, 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 I, don't, I don't know the inventory. I, I see him starting to panic, and I just kind of say, calm yourself. There, there, were, there were weapons here, and there were holy texts and books. I have no idea. I don't, I don't have an inventory. Oh, wait, the inventory page. He looks around, uh, scrambles over to a desk, opens some drawers, pulls out a list that has like the supposed inventory of whatever's in here. There are things that are crossed off. And he hands it to the acolytes and say, catalog, catalog everything. Find out what's missing. And they immediately begin searching the room and tearing it apart. Um, and while Father Owen turns back to you and says, Van Heelsing, what have you done? I had no part of this break-in. How did you get this scroll? It was handed to me. By who? I don't know. Someone just handed you a scroll in the streets? Yes, likely a messenger. Here is the promise I will make to you. You said there were sailors outside, and I can't turn to one of the acolytes. Many sailors, uh, half dozen or so. Then it sounds like we have investigating to do. And I kind of just turned to uh, Father Owen with a very serious face and said, I had no part in this break-in, but I don't doubt that I was directly... I don't doubt the reason for it was because of me. Therefore, it's my responsibility to help you resolve this matter. I think we will end today's session with yeah. him glaring at you. Oh, shit. Can I? Can I do so things? You had better find a fucking fall guy. Sure. What okay. do you want to do? Um, I want to go to... Um, Three Fingers Tavern mm -hmm. and find one of the big ugly sailors that uh, helped me. I'm, I'm assuming that they probably, since they understood the thieves camped, would stay in or drink in that bar. And I want to do the same thing I did to Van, but be successful and put those potions on him. Nice. 
So you're going to try and plant two potions on this guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, give me some. Give me some checks. Got him. Nice. 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 All right. So you go and chat with him. What do you? What is your distraction chat? Uh, my distraction chat is. Uh... My distraction chat is about future birdseed. I say, uh, that was some fine clucking you did there today, uh, you and your boys. I can always use hands like that. You know, if uh, I ever am in need more of you, where can I find such lovely birds? They're really, they're really fine. He looks around the bar. Right here. Right here. Well, that's nice. That's nice. You you guys congregate here regularly? Is there someone kind of I could get the word out to all of you at once? Nope. No? All if right. If you want to phone Bubba, you just look for Bubba. Bubba will be here. Excellent. Excellent, Bubba. Well, you, you are a sleek, fine-feathered friend of mine, and I give him, like, a big, healthy pat on the back and, like, pay for a drink for him and, and shove potions in his pouch. Okay. You give up... You give up the potions to Bubba. Worth it. Totally worth it. I like to imagine he's just, like, kind of chilling at the bars, like, one by one, slipping potions into his bag. <laughs> It's just like an assembly line. Okay. Um, and and then... I guess we end here for the day. Croak, how much did you need to get to your next level? Um, about 1,100. Um, and how much did you need to get to the level after that? Um, another 5,000, so 61. Okay. And so then for the level after that, you'd need 10,000 more. Probably because it doubles. Okay. Well, I can only... Gain yeah. one level, right? Right, you so can only gain level one level. Uh, I just was... Because I've got the total of how much experience the break-in was worth alone. Yeah. Okay. Out of the spells are in my possession, though. Yes, but you did but I, not... I stole them. Yeah. He's not a thief. So, to get to level three, I need 2,500. I currently have 1412. Oh, okay? To get to level four, I need five grand. And level five is ten. Does he get to within one experience of level four? I'm. That's what I'm looking up right now. Because if so, I think you're at thirty nine ninety nine, buddy. Yes. <laughs> or sorry, forty nine ninety nine. You're at five grand for level four. Du, 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 du. Holy shit! <sighs> Good haul, man. See, here's the problem. You might be screwed next session. Yeah, <laughs> you might just be dead. Yeah. Let's see. Well, this is why I tried to plant it so that I wouldn't be. That is the whole reason I took the potions, is so that I oh, could nice. pawn them off on someone else. I never intended to keep them, and I could pawn them off on someone. I was initially going to frame Frederick, um, but I don't think I built up quite enough of a relationship yet. I was in the process of building a relationship with him, and he was going to be my fall guy. But I don't think I got there, so I decided to frame one of the people that helped me. Okay, so I get to decide if you are somewhere between halfway or one point below the next highest level. I um, feel like if he stole something worth thousands and thousands of EXP, he should be one point below. 
something That's worth 10,200 XP. Oh yeah, shit! I feel like you should probably be at 49.99. Yeah, go ahead and put yourself at 49.99. We'll just ignore the rest of you. Don't we won't calculate any other XP for you here. Oh my goodness! Today's quest was off track and ultimately abandoned. Today's <laughs> quest was to well, I guess not abandoned. It was to heal Malachi's father, which we did. We, which we you did. did. You I'm did the upper handed spike. Uh, wait, probably. can we before we go anywhere? Can uh, Greg will roll a one on his HP really fast? <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me get this the dice page up. Oh, dice page. All right, give me your D six, Greg. Come on. Please roll a one. Do it. Oh! <laughs> we did it, guys! We did it! <laughs> you get another 30 points worth of Thief Scats to go wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I get Thacko 19. Yeah, plus one's a hit. Oh. Oh, this is really happening, guys. I have one XP to go, so I hopefully can roll again. Hey, yeah, next session, no matter what. Yeah. Unless I die. I Unless you die. Unless... I think there's a good chance you're going to die with your four HP. Oh my <laughs> god. I have five. I have five now. Oh, okay, you're going to be fine then. Oh, you're, yeah, you're good to go, Dad. Yeah, you've got the most, you've got the most HP. Now. Hey, as, as long as they only come at you with daggers, you're fine for at least. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unless they crit. As as... That's true. If they crit, you're fucked. <laughs> I need to go buy plate armor with all of the scrolls. Hey, yeah. It's I have worth called this. two of your rolls in a row now. I said roll a 100, you rolled a 100. I said roll a 1, and you rolled a 1. Oh. 1 in 600 chance. Oh, man. Okay. That was amazing. So for quest experience, um, you, you did the two-part quest of healing Malachi's father in one session. I was figuring that would take us two to go out in the hills and find a hill giant and bring his hair back. Oh yeah, um, fuck. Hang on though, Neil. That wouldn't even have worked. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, because the spell doesn't didn't work. Aldrich's spell didn't work. Uh, no, but look, I mean, it doesn't matter. There were right. there were ways that the the storyline did not get it got grazed. It didn't get invested in. So hmm. other methods that would have worked did not end okay. up showing up. All right. Also, he might have just failed his dispel magic. That's a thing that can happen. Can the fail? worst part about this is that you might have been okay if you had not rolled a 100 trying to slip that thing into my bag. I know! Well, I think they already knew someone broke into the temple. Yeah, well, I, from the beginning, I knew I was going to confess it, and I was going to swear a penance to um, track down this cleric and find him and bring him to justice. Like, I've done something wrong, but I'll use that wrong to make a right was my idea for the penance. Okay, let's see. You created your own side quest of bringing Spike to justice. You pretty much just did your own thing there. Um, I think you guys are going to just go ahead and do the trial and everything. We don't. This yeah, doesn't need this to point, be roleplayed. I think that'll happen. Like, do we? It's kind of a set thing. What's going to happen there? Yeah, unless you have something in particular you want to do. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen for next week. That might be something we roleplay or something that we're not going to roleplay, but I'm just going to give you the experience for having done it now. Um, uh, but if that ends up being part of the story next week, we'll somehow fold that in or okay. subtract it from next week's XP or whatever. So a bunch of experience for doing that. Um, oh, man. I think I'm going to level up and get one HP. <laughs> well, 
but we didn't fight anything. And nope. what else can I? John should get experience for casting a spell that solved a problem, right? From the scroll. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking yeah. for group experience Which right is now. 150 oh, okay. XP because it's a level three spell. It's almost as much as. Okay, so everybody gets except for Croak at this point because he's chock full of experience already. Everyone else gets another 500 experience points hey, for okay. quest completions and the such. Um, so I definitely level. Individual experience awards. Uh, let's start with Van Helsing. You are a priest. You used no powers. I did uh, cast a heal. Well, I, I cast the spell from the scroll, but I also um, used a healing spell on his dad, hoping that would help sustain him a little bit longer. Did that do anything? Did zero effect whatsoever. Okay. So I get 150 for the scroll then, though, right? Um, No. Really? Spells it's cast a... over using magical items doesn't making a scroll will give you XP, but not using a scroll. Really? Yeah. Isn't I thought it was just casting cleric spells. Spells cast to overcome foes or problems. I feel like that's casting a spell to overcome a problem because like a scroll is even rarer than having the spell. So it'd be weird if you don't get XP for it. Hmm. The priest gains a hundred experience points per spell level for the spells which when cast support the beliefs and attitudes of the mythos that's a that's okay hold on <laughs> okay yeah all right sure i'll give that to you so that's 150 for that um has a clever idea heal sings clever idea you know, you you were pretty quick on the top. Yeah, the clever idea was that um, what's-his-name was murdered. Now, that may not be the case, but the suspicion and walking around there was pretty good. So let's give you another 50 experience for the murder investigation. Malachi, let's give it to you for that, for that as well. For both of you guys investigating that murder, even if it hasn't gone anywhere. Do-do-do-do-do. Mm -hmm. um, idea that saves the party party was never in danger today nope player role plays his character well uh i'm gonna say van helsing that was pretty good giving yourself up like that why don't you take 150 experience malachi let being pretty content with your father dying and then quickly going about and appraising everything in your house and trying to value your estate i'll give you 200 for that Croak, you don't get any more experience. Suck it. <laughs> um, oh, I, I think he's okay with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Corny. What did you do today, Corny? What did I do today? Uh, Corny doesn't do that much. He just hands out wine and rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't gotten to killing anything, which is literally what he's supposed to do. He's, he's the fighter, and the group he's is so fighter. not fighty. <laughs> no. He's a fighter with two HP. Oh, you need the experience. I do, exactly! It's a shame. Uh, but, I, yeah, I don't think I did that much this session. Okay. I gave lots of wine out, but yeah. Lots of wine. Mm -hmm. Got people drunk everywhere. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're going to end it with that. And let's also, it's been a month of in-game time, so I'm going to charge you guys daily living expenses and stuff, or monthly living expenses. I got money. 
So... Did we do Malachi's experience? Hmm? Did we do Malachi's experience? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did. Malachi got 204 role-playing. 50 for investigation. Yes. What the hell is the... Is that on another page? Is that in the DMG? It's in the DMG. Damn, I almost doubled my XP. Ah, here we go. Cost per month. You guys are all living. Um, let's see, Corny, you don't pretty much don't have a cost per month. You live with your parents, and they pay for all your stuff. So you're awesome. you're set. Croak, you are living pretty high. Right, you're actually staying in inns and eating stuff all the time. Yeah. So you're actually going to have a, a pretty high living cost. Um, do you, what type of inn, do you stay in a common inn or a poor inn? Um, what sort of lifestyle do you want to maintain? I think that I usually stay down by the docks and make like my meals and stuff in the, the half pint or wherever. Like I, I, I spend time in the half point, but I'm I'm usually staying down in like in the rough and tumble area because that's where I can make contacts and things. Okay, so chip out eight silver for a week of living in, or a month of living in a shitty inn, but I'm going to charge you the daily rate for food. Okay. Or the for I'm going to charge you a higher rate for food because you okay eat a lot and stuff. Um. What? Hold on. Um, no, that should be thirty times four divided by. Um, so give me twelve gold for food. Okay. Malachi. You have your lodgings taken care of more or less. Yep. Um, heal seeing all of your costs are taken care of. Actually, I'm going to charge you at least a, I'll charge you both some for the food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do eat it. Um, yeah, you guys eat and drink a lot. So each of you chip in three gold for food and drink that you eat out. Done. Um, all right. And that's your month's worth of expenses. Did anyone else level? Yes, I did. So let me roll my two HP really fast. No, ten, let's, eight. Let's do it. Come no, on. I could, I could get up to a nine because I get D eight plus one, but it's gonna do be it. Two, so here we go. No, you're gonna win. You're gonna oh, win. Nice. Yeah. Well done. All right. All right. That Finally. puts you at level two as well. Yes, I'm level two and I have eleven HP. Woo. All right, Mister Tank. Yeah. Well. Um, Corny, how close are you to leveling? What's your XP? Oh god, I'm at thirteen fifty-four, so I need six hundred and forty about. And Malachi, how were you? Uh, I need to go back on the board, but I think I'm about eighteen hundred. Out of twenty-five? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Corny, are you sure you're that low? Because that's like really low experience. Um thirteen fifty? Yeah. I have nineteen thirty-two. Oh, I know. Um but yeah. I, you, you like you've been getting spell casting XP and stuff like that. I haven't That's been killing true. anything. That's where I get most of my XP from. Yeah, I did get like a bonus three hundred between the role play and the spells. Yeah, yeah. Corny has been under XP'd 
Yeah, guys, we need to kill things. That's why I really wanted to go to the the uh, the ogres and stuff. On the off chance we actually kill one, I actually get XP. Ogre, if you could, goal. if you soloed the ogre, you would basically you'd get three thousand experience. If we had slept the giant and cut his hair, how much XP would we have gotten? If you had killed him, oh, we still we still Not, might do we still like, might do that. Right? Wait for him to fall asleep and cut his hair off. I don't want to like kill him. Oh well, that would be. Well, <laughs> Let's not worry about it. It would have been <laughs> a lot, but can't we? Can't you insta kill people if they're asleep? Yes, but that's not slang in single combat. You don't get experience okay. for murdering and sleep. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, oh wow. All right. Hmm. Okay. That uh, let's... So that's that. Um, good game this week, guys. Yeah. I think we'll be playing next week as well. Oh, we were supposed to discuss during a break, and we kind of never got around to it. Um, moving the time. Oh, oh, um, a little bit. Oh. I, I draw me to talk about it. Yes. I would request that we now that Neil's back in America, so he's not. It's not like one AM for him there anymore. If we could move it forward just a couple of hours, it would make it uh, a lot more convenient for me. Because right now it's like six. It's at six, so I can't really do anything before, and I can't really do anything after. Right. Whereas if it's at eight, at least then I can eat beforehand. Uh, yeah. I, so I think forward by two hours. So noon to four. Instead, uh, West Coast time instead of ten to two. If it's genuinely an issue, though, I mean, I can live with it. I think that's fine for me. So forward mean, by two hours. Forward by two hours. Two hours later in the day. Can I get back to you on that? Yeah, I I can't make a decision sure. based on work schedule right now. We're gonna keep this same time for next week, but this okay. week we'll figure it out and discuss it and see if we can't move it. If there's a problem, this is the the time that we agreed on when we started the show, so we'll just keep this time. But if it works out conveniently for everyone, we might move it around. But next week it'll be same time, same place. Okay. Cool. Oh, man. Oh. Um. I'm going to go get some lunch, and then I will come back and we'll do some more streaming. Uh, more preparation probably for next week and figuring out some stuff that's around other areas. Do you guys have anything you want to share with the world before we leave? Thank you nope. so much for coming and watching us. It's yes. so much fun to play yeah, these games. Be sure to tune in next week where you can watch all 11 of my HP whizzle away as my head gets lopped <laughs> off by the executioner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.